Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. How's it going? Welcome back for another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 93, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm on... I'm in like, you know, full dirtball mode with my Iron Maiden shirt. And well, that's a I, brand new Iron Maiden shirt from the concert you went to last Saturday. Yeah, but my, my shoes are falling apart. I got, yeah. new shoes. I got new shoes at home. I didn't want to bust them out, you know. It's not, I'm not ready to break in you, shoes you yet. Didn't, so. You didn't lace them up yet? Nah, none of that. Nah, yeah. they're just in the box. Like, oh, they came in the mail. Thanks, Amazon. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'll get to these later when I feel like it. Yeah. So, you know, it's, pre- it's pretty great that this is what I wore to work. And I come come here straight from work. I came straight from work too, except I changed clothes when I got in the house. I took yeah. off my um, golf shorts and a t-shirt that said where I was working, and I switched into basketball shorts and a cutoff. Well, you know how weird it would be if I did that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you change clothes from coming to work to here, you, yeah, you, yeah, you'd be sitting here in your boxers. I try, I try to put on something comfortable that is good to last through the day, right? You exactly. know, like I, I mowed the lawn at like. You know, I was done by two this afternoon, so then I got enough to go time to get a shower, shower, throw on some clothes, and then go into your office and go I had to work. some. Uh, I had some guys come and fix some doors. Oh, and uh, so yeah, so I was watching Champions League qualifiers this afternoon on TNT. Nice. And the one, the one guy's like, he's like, oh, you, you like soccer? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, who's your team? And I'm like, Crystal Palace. And he's like really like you know that's always that's always the reaction it's either like really or why or who the hell are they but um you know he knew it and then he's like i like man united and it didn't even occur to me until like after they left that like crystal palace is playing man united on saturday and i totally could have been talking some smack there you go but i didn't want to distract the guys they did a hell of a job Without awesome. me breathing down their necks so right on you don't need them to fuck up your doors yeah yeah i mean the doors are over top of soccer the doors are the doors, unfortunately. Whoever put the frames in did, like, a, you know, suspect job. <laughs> so the doors are just what they're going to be. But, uh, you know, I got I got a, a bigger door project down the pike if anyone's interested. <laughs> well, we're on episode 93, so we're going to equate that to Nick Eason. Uh, Steeler, uh, 07, 08. Um, here's the last Steeler to wear 93 that was of... Knowing, yeah, uh, and uh, not a popular number. No, Rodney Bailey in 06. How about James Harrison? His rookie year wore 93. Obviously, wanted 92. The whole Obviously, time. won 92 the whole time, but he couldn't have it because Jason Gildon was wearing it. So, um, but yeah, um, 02 James Harrison, um, wore 93, and then you had, um, yeah, because Jason Gildon wore it through 03. Okay. Uh, so then Harrison, his rookie year was 02, and then he got to take over 92 after that. Joel Steed is another name that we know. Yeah. Uh, 92 to 99. So that's probably the most tenured person to wear number 93. Well, I think that's I think that's who deserves the, the credit. Yeah, we'll give Joel Steed the credit there. Sorry, sorry Rodney Bailey. Uh, or, or Nick Eason, who's the highlighted one, because he's the last one to wear it, um, and yeah. so forth. There's something to be said for like actually earning a pension, though. Yeah. So. Yeah. Over five years in the league, boom. There you yep. go. There you are. 
Uh, I saw a baseball game not too long ago where like some some pitcher got his it was like his ten year anniversary, so that's that's like a big a big service time milestone in in the baseball deal, and like they they really made a big deal about it. Like, I mean, I I'm, I'm never gonna get a pension, you know what I mean? Oh, you will, just not in a five year period, right? But it's, <laughs> you don't get it until you retire. Correct. And it's not a pension; it's a bunch of your money. <laughs> that you gave to someone else and then prayed. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much how that went. Um, so, Matt and I are kind of flying by the seat of our pants. We have plans to actually... Very, very pants today. Yeah, we actually had plans to record tomorrow night, uh, which would be Thursday, but Matt's like, hey, work. my work uh, jammed me up tomorrow. How about you? I'm like, I'm still good. He's like, can we go tonight? I'm like, sure, we're just going to be flying off the cuff. Uh so, how about, uh, what happened to the fucking Riverhounds, man? I, you know, I They was... went down to North Carolina. Yeah. Which, North Carolina, uh, let me pull the standings real quick, was ahead of them um, in the standings by one. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, the Riverhounds were four. If I remember last week, they were fourth. Uh, they went down to Carolina, which we said was a pivotal game for the standings, because Carolina mm. was ahead of them by one point. Or what? Our 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 few points, whatever it was. Um, needless to say, the Riverhounds fell back down to sixth. Still respectable. Still going to get a playoff game. Um, I still think they might get a home playoff game too. Yeah, because of the way they realigned the USL. It's really a lot. It's really a lot of teams. Um, and so now the Hounds found themselves uh, in fourth and ahead by a point to being in sixth and down by a lot of points. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they have the 41 points, uh, and now the fourth place person has 45 points, which is Nashville. In the 11s, at 43 points. Uh, Carolina is up to 46. But this match, um, the numbers look way worse than it was, from what I understand. Um, the way Mr. At KD Pomp uh, on that night, uh, you know, it was nil nil at the half. And then. After that, Carolina just whooped ass. They yeah. went nil-nil at the half. Then they come back and... Um, sorry, it was just before the half. Carolina got the first goal. It was the 50, 45th minute plus one. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and that was... Uh, Fortune got the point there. He got another goal at the 59th minute. Uh, Iwo uh, got a goal at the 50th minute and the 57th minute and then there was another goal at the 74th minute um, Carolina just poured it on uh, the stat line is just dominant uh, from Carolina over top of the Riverhounds with uh, 13 shots to 5 shots, 8 shots on target to 0 shots, possession time was 65 to 35 uh, 651 passes to 341 91% pass accuracy to 79% uh, the Hounds committed 12 fouls compared to their 8. They both had two yellow cards. The Hounds had a red card. Um, offsides, the Hounds had two. They had three, and corner kicks was four to three. And they just dominated the stat line right there. I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure how to explain that game. Well. Uh, other than they just took a thrashing. It was pretty brutal, apparently. Um, I haven't had a chance to see it. You know, I was at the Maiden concert. 
when when that whole thing was going down. Oh, uh, dude, there was so well, the hounds were out of town. Yeah, they I were know. in Carolina, yeah. but there was so much going to the city there was this weekend. It was ridiculous. And if you as a server or bartender did not make money in this town on this weekend, you fucked up. Oh yeah, no, I mean <laughs> I spent I spent a lot of money. <laughs> I was out there doing it. Also, Lyft drivers had had a good weekend. We um. You know, we we missed the five nil thrashing. I'm afraid, but there will be there will be better days ahead. They they get to get back on the beam against uh, Loudon on Friday. We haven't played Loudon United yet. Yeah, Loudon's uh, coming in to uh, Pittsburgh here at Highmark uh, at seven o'clock tomorrow. Uh, are we on Friday? Are we after midnight? Yeah. So this is Saturday. Mm. So yeah, I, I had to check because yes, because last week we were talking about the steel game. I'm like, oh yeah, it's tomorrow. Well, we're recording after midnight. We're, we're recording after midnight again tonight. So, yeah, so this is already ahead for Saturday. So, Loudon uh, comes in for Saturday. Um, no, it's Friday night. Oh, it's Friday night? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit, we're on Wednesday night. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right Right now, today is Wednesday. It's hump day, Steve. Yeah, yeah, hey, we're still on Wednesday. But the clock, the we're, we are still on Wednesday. The clock says it's Thursday it's morning. It's night at the Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, man, the, the, there's a game Friday night at the high mark. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be fun. Loudoun United, who the hell are they? Uh, they're you out know? of Loudoun. I know that, but why? It'd be like if there was a soccer team called, like, Butler County United. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's, like, out, out, in, their, out in the boonies. Well, like, Loudoun's, D.C. already has a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loudoun's in Virginia, right outside D.C., so is this a prep team? Is this a is this a DC? No, this is prep an expansion team? team. This is an expansion. I, I don't know if they have an affiliate agreement, but they're not like DC two. Like they're called Loudon United, and they play, you know, all the way the hell on the other side of DC, and then several they play hills into Virginia. They play outside the box and inside Virginia. Yeah, yeah. It's in like the part of Virginia that's like the northernmost part of Virginia. It is like close to the like. Okay, all I know about it is I have a friend who lives in Leesburg, and Leesburg is on the bike trail. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're biking to DC, that that's where the ferry is. You yep. have you have to get you have to like take the boat across the the uh, Potomac. Yes. To get to the town of Leesburg from like the I guess you're on the Maryland side at that point. Uh, that's all I know about it. Loudon County, loud and proud. I, I just made that up. I hope that's not really a thing. That's awful. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, so the Hounds need to get back on it. Like like we said, in the standings wise, as of right now, they're still looking good in the playoffs. Uh, to go into the playoffs, we counted down. There's what thirteen Apparently games. Just don't want to play North Carolina. There's thirteen games left. Um, well, we're done with North Carolina. They also won tonight against Tampa. So that's why the point spreads a lot higher. Yeah, there were two. There were two big games tonight. There were uh, some games in hand. Well, tonight, um, North Carolina beat Tampa and Red Bulls beat. Nashville. Oh, that's a that's a that's that's a game right there because the Red Bulls are number one in the conference. Yeah, so they and so they, they keep... have fifty points. Mm-hmm. Carolina's with forty six. Tampa Bay's forty six. So North, that's why North Carolina jumped ahead of Tampa Bay in the standings, probably because of goal differential and yeah, so the, forth. The top four definitely sorted themselves out tonight. Oh yeah, because and we've still got two games in hand against. A lot of Nashville, teams. North Carolina, and Red Bulls, and we've got one game still to play compared to Tampa. And Indy's got two games in hand on us. I mean, they could sneak up on us, so let's not yeah. let's not forget about that. Yeah, they do. Um, 
So, I mean, there's, there's still time, and it, it's going to shake itself down. And it's going to go down to the last couple weeks of the yeah, season. Yeah, but a, a lot of teams are going to get in. You're just going to be jockeying for, like, who you want to play. Right, and then you're going to have a lot of teams are going to sit their starters and stuff like that. So you might have some the teams like the New York Red Bulls and North Carolina FC that are going to drop a game or two because of, of um, you know, uh, you know, resting guys, resting players. Yeah. And so forth. And if you hear laughing on this podcast, it's because Stella the cat. There's a cat. Stella the cat just attacked Amanda's foot. And she's now laughing, trying to be quiet. It's funny. It's okay. We understand. Stella's getting high right now on Kitty Nap. Okay. Yeah. I should bring you some. I've I've got like a forest of it growing. Oh, did you, you grow some fresh kitty weed? Always do. Ah. It comes back every year. I didn't know that this year, so I planted more. <laughs> so now I have, like, all of last year and more this year. Oops! We just know where all the strays in Dormont are going, and Brookline are going. They are! They come, and house. something's been leaving me surprises Uh-oh. outside my back basement door. Uh-oh. Yeah. Something as in dead birds and stuff? No, something as in, like, you know, just goes to the Scat? bathroom. Yep. There you go. <sighs> Trying to think of a delicate way to put it for podcast Scat. land. Catch it! <laughs> Yeah, the cat's pooping outside the back door, and you know, so <laughs> I like everyone's like it's a cat. I'm like, I want to get a camera, and like, well, you know, it's a cat, right? Like, you know, I was like, I want to know which cat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's all these neighborhood cats, and I have names for all of them, and I'll figure it out. <laughs> Poopy kitty. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be a new one that I haven't met yet. My friend lives in Brookline, and we and he has a cat that he inherited, and we call it Porch Cat. Like, literally, that's the name I named it. And yeah. he kept that name for it. So now every time when he comes in, I say, how's Porch Cat? And he porch goes, cat. Porch Cat's good. I had a, when I lived in Jersey, I had a Porch Kitty. Um, yeah. When I moved into the house, the people that lived in the house left their cat to roam. Like, what the fuck? Who leaves their cat? They just moved and left the cat <gasps> on the island. Yeah. You know? Oh. He kept coming to the house, and next thing I know... You know, I there was cat bowls with food outside. The next thing I know, I come home one day and there's cat bowls with food and water in the house. And the cat was laying on the table. I'm like, well, I guess we adopted a cat. Well, you should because the thing is, like, you can't have a bunch of stray cats on islands like that. I mean, it's bad enough here in the city when where they hunt sparrows. That there's, like, a billion sparrows. Yeah. You know, but the shorebirds need to be protected. And, like, the thing that, like, blew my mind the most about Atlantic City, obviously, like, a How lot of stuff. cats are A around? lot of stuff is different in Atlantic City compared to every other town on the Jersey Shore but the feral cats like up uh, under the boardwalk that yeah, was like I did not expect that at all mm-hmm. you know well I lived the island next to Atlantic City and we still had feral cats there and what's funny is the feral cats played the foxes that lived in the dunes I mean it was weird yeah um, so last week we had the BMW Championship of the PGA Tour uh, Justin Thomas went ahead to win that at a minus 4 for the round minus 25 total over Patrick Shanchley Hideki Matsusama and Tony Finau. Uh, Brad Seneker finished tied for fifth in there. Um, I watched that whole final day of the tournament. Actually, I got to go play golf on Sunday. Good for you. It was nice. I, it was I, a beautiful I, day. I only went to Mount Lebanon. Amanda was like, hey, I will drop you off on my way to work. She went to work at 10, so I got up to the course about like 9.30-ish. And uh, what was nice is the two pros were there, mm. uh, Dave and um, Colin. And um, they're like, yeah, we're actually, uh, the course is open. We're kind of slow. We're going to actually go out and play ourselves. You want to play with us? I'm like, sure. Like, well, since you're playing with us, you're a guest. So jump on the cart. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Ching, freebie. <laughs> and then so I play yeah. with those guys. And um, 
And it was the first time I played with those guys. And uh, they're like, hey, you actually play pretty decent. So, like, when we ask you how your round was, and you're like, oh, yeah, I shot, like, four or five over. And they're like, okay. And then they played with me, and I only shot four over. Like, oh, you're actually pretty decent. I'm like, well. <laughs> what, they just thought you were lying every well, time? I, well, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> you ask me, hey, how'd you go from, oh, I shot 80, you know, and you're playing, like, Quicksilver. Like, for me and you to shoot 80 at Quicksilver, not going to happen. I'm gonna I just say, it. like, look, I'm here. I'm returning my cart. I obviously didn't die out there. Right? <laughs> Stop asking yeah. so many questions. Yeah. But, um, but no, I mean, you know, when you tell somebody, yeah, I shot this, like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And, and it's like fishing, you know. What'd you catch? I caught a 12-inch bass. Oh, yeah, well, it was probably like six inches, and he just added six to it, right? Caught nothing. You know. Had fun. But, but yeah, so I played with those guys, and they were cool. <laughs> I, I mean, I shot four over. I had uh, five pars and, and four bokes, and, um, you know, played well the first nine. And then I was like, you guys go again? Like, no, we actually got to go to work now. I'm like, well, I'm going to play again. They're like, well, all right, we'll bring you up. You're a senior, right? I'm like, yep, sure. (laughs) (laughs) So I paid senior price for my other nine and then linked up with two other guys and played. It was awesome. I got home and um, did some house stuff and whatnot. I made Amanda happy by not stopping at every bar on my way home from the course. And um, (laughs) Which, like, it sounds like you're joking, but there's several. (laughs) <laughs> you understand my concern it's very close but there's also quite four, a few bars three you four know. if you count the brewery four if you count mindful yeah <laughs> um you know uh so yeah i did that and also it's because they weren't open until three but anyway uh <laughs> i mean it's like shaking your head like you're not gonna go play golf anymore um well, that's yeah, you, yeah. you have to. But uh, but yeah, so fresh air. You need. You yeah, need so I got out and played. It was awesome uh, and whatnot. And I came home and turned on the BMW Championship and watched that. It, it was really interesting. Uh, it it really got down to not who was going to win that tournament no. per se. It got down to jockeying for position to make it to this week's tournament, which is the Tour Championship at East Lake Golf Club outside Atlanta, which is the final tournament of the PGA season. Um, of the PGA regular season, uh, that is, and going into it now, Justin Thomas is in the lead, um, for the tournament. And what's funny is he, is he actually starts with a two stroke lead mm-hmm. in this, just by the way, the numbers line up and so forth. Okay. So Justin Thomas is actually going to be on the last tee time at two Oh five. That would be tomorrow afternoon. Uh, you only have the top 30 players playing in this. Unfortunately, Tiger Woods, with his withdrawal from the Northern Trust Open up mm-hmm. in North Jersey uh, with a strained oblique, uh, that really cost him a lot of space uh, and whatnot. So he fell outside the top 30. So you have the top 30 golfers on the PGA playing in this tournament, and they will play all four days. It's not like making a cut. Okay. There's different um, – uh, it's a different lineup. They play a uh, – they play a match play, they play a stroke play, they play a um, a best ball, and they play a um, another form. I think it might finish with a with a stroke play. I think it might play match match play, best ball, and then stroke play for the final two days. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, so you have in here uh, some big names to think about. Um, How the third Louis Oosthuizen, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, uh, Sanjay Im, uh, Leishman, Fleetwood, Kaisner, Fowler, Snedeker, Justin Rose, Paul Casey, Zeki Matsusama, Justin Johnson, Adam Scott, Gary Woodlawn, Tony Finau, Webb Simpson, Matt Kuchar, 
Um, John Rom, Roy McIlroy, Bruce Kepka, Patrick Reed, Patrick Shantley, and Justin Thomas. Um, there's a few other names in here that I really can't pronounce, and also I don't know a whole lot about them, but they made the top 30. Okay. Um, congratulations to all. Yes. Uh, congratulations to all these guys. They're going to play uh, in here. So, yeah, you have no Mickelson. You have no no Tiger. Um, did I mention, was Roy, Mac, uh, Roy is in here? Uh, what about the... Um, Fowler was Ricky Fowler. I didn't. You didn't mention Fowler, but I, I gotta say, since you told me last week that Phil Mickelson is on Twitter, like I still didn't follow him, but he's been popping up in my feed. He's <laughs> because people are retweeting him. I know. I, I understand how it works, but it's just like these people have not retweeted him at all until like the period of of like five days after you told me that Phil Mickelson was on Twitter. It's just it's just a coincidence. Well, it's Phil, a little too much of a coincidence. Yeah, Phil Mickelson joined Twitter. Uh, as soon as they announced that Phil Tiger, right? So I, I managed. So it's to been go, over. It's been over a year. Yeah, almost. I made it almost almost, almost a, year a year and a half without seeing a Phil Mickelson tweet yeah, on my like favorite freaking website. Right. Uh, so if you're a gambling person right now, if you want to go down to the river, if you're a gambling you know, person, your cup runneth over. <laughs> because you can gamble on preseason NFL. I know. Well, okay. Gamble on baseball. You can gamble on golf. Gamble which, on golf. So, so if you want to right now, you can go down and lay odds. I, I believe that like uh, Kepka is like one of the dark horses on that one. I think he's paying like twenty to twenty to one to win the FedEx Cup. Uh, mm. Justin Thomas and so forth. But you can bet on if these guys are going to win the tournament or win the FedEx Cup. Uh, I had a friend of mine bet Kepka to win the. Um, uh, the PGA Championship, which he mm-hmm. did, and he was paying off eleven to one. He dropped a hundred on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, come back with eleven hundred dollars. That's cool. I mean, you know, I, I personally wouldn't be dropping a hundred on on somebody to win. I might go ahead and take some of the favorites that are maybe not paying out as much, and maybe like split up my money amongst those guys, mm-hmm. and hopefully come back with a positive number. I don't really bet on golf. I mean, you know. I mean, now that I have the option, I mean, maybe you can't I even should. control the golf by like. I know, I can't, yeah, can't, yeah, like, yeah. You can't root for them. You can or root like for wear their jersey. You can root for them. I mean, I've been on the Steelers all day because I got Steelers gear that I can wear that makes it lucky. <laughs> you know? Right. But like, I don't have like a freaking like Brant Snedeker jersey that I can just throw on to like or, make or, my or, money like. Yeah, or like turn. his nameplate from his caddy's back from the Masters that just says Snedeker. I mean, anything <laughs> could be had for a price. But I'm sure. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go that far. I just want to do some. I'm, I, I've been itching to do soccer parlays. Well, didn't you say you set up? With, oh, wait, wait. You set up for fantasy soccer? Yeah, I'm doing the fantasy soccer. I, I won my match this week, so I'm one on one. Good. Um, it's Good. weird how they do it in my in my league. It's four points for a win instead of three. I, I don't I don't get why that is, but I'm in like a four way tie for first place now. Cool. Because I I have one in no, second place because there's undefeated. All right, people. so speaking about fantasy sports, when's your fantasy football draft? Labor Day, Sunday. Oh, mine too. Always, yeah. Mine too, that Labor Day, Sunday. Mm-hmm. We do ours live. Yeah, we do uh, ours you, online. You do yours online because you got guys all over the country. Yes, and y'all coast went, to coast. Y'all went to college together and so forth, and now y'all live outside of the area. Mm-hmm. Some of you, Most of you are still in Pittsburgh, but you got a bunch that are out. Oh, I'm, I'm the only one left. Oh, you're the only one left in the Berg? I'm the only one left in Pennsylvania. Oh, shit. Yeah, we got, we got New Jersey and Maryland and California and... Yeah, Ryan. Ryan moved west like a year ago, and he's, you know, he's only on Instagram now, <laughs> not on Facebook anymore. Only on Instagram. 
And it's like, every once in a while, I'm, like, scrolling through, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, he lives in Cali now, too. So, yeah, like, I'm, I'm like, the, the, the league is called PA Beer and Brawl. And I'm the only person who's still in PA, so... That drinks beer and occasionally can find a brawl. I found you one right now, bro. Where you going to go? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, there's enough bars in this area. Yeah, we you can know, go. it's not hard. <laughs> All you gotta do is walk just, into... Yeah, just walk in. Walk in and be like, hey, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Brawl yeah. started. Just find the drunkest person. Yeah. Start running them up. No, but that's not something we're here to talk about. No, we're not here to talk about that. So, fancy football, who you, who you, what position you drafted in? Uh, we haven't done our lottery yet. Oh. I'm drafted in seven. Yeah. Out of 12. We have to redo it because the guy who won the um, loser's bracket last year, like, just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Uh-oh. Yeah. So. So, that's where you were almost short a guy. Yeah, so he, like, you know, can't can't claim his number one overall pick, so rather than give the number one pick to some newbie, um, you, you have know, to do a lottery we're just going to do the lottery over, so. That's cool. That's a good. That's a fair way to do. But I've, I've got voting responsibilities that I need to get to, like for rules changes. And I, like I said, I need to, I need to Venmo the money because that's new this year, and I need to be discreet. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is the hundred and twenty-five dollars that we're going to put together in our savings account to buy a boat. That's right. We're buying a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a share of a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you put in any money in there to this dude yeah. and said for fancy football, yeah. Venmo would flag it for gambling. He's buying a boat, and I'm buying one share for $125. <laughs> that entitles me to 90 minutes of boat usage once a year. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But in California. So have you um, thought about who you're going to draft? Uh, or, no. or who you like? Um, I like Girly. We, could, yeah, we all like Curly. Right? I mean, no, um, I, read, I'm staying you, the hell away from Antonio Brown. Right? Because I don't know if that dude's going to play or not. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like his helmet issue is solved, but... Uh, then again, it's not. We'll talk about that later. Something else will come up. We'll talk I don't want to talk about that. We'll talk about it a little bit later. I, um, I don't want to. <laughs> and then... Um, there is our ratings. Le- Lev Bell. No, everybody loves. Le- everybody loves talking about. Yeah, yeah. Him. And then Lev Lev Bell. I don't think's anything short of a sure thing. You know, uh, I mean, I don't think he's. You know, all together. Yeah. Um, and he's got a, a bad offensive line. I mean, he's still Lev Bell. He can still run, but I think he's he he's not a number one overall pick. Um, he's a maybe a top ten. Yeah. You know. If he falls to seven, would I pick him? Probably, maybe. I've had I've had good good seasons with him. Oh, so have I. One of one of my best teams ever had him. Um, my problem last year was I I banked on the Roethlisberger to Brown not being an absolute disaster, and uh, you know, like they're they're broken up now. Ben Ben and uh, Antonio. They are um, unfortunately, but you know, with the way Antonio Brown carries on, though, it's just like. Hate to say it, but maybe Ben was right. He's a jag. But, you know, he's not a jag. He's a raider. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I used to go out and buy a magazine for oh, fantasy yeah. picks. I just you look don't online. Do that anymore. Yeah, you, you just get look the on the internet. You, you get, get the cheat sheets. You, you write, print them off on the internet and so forth. We do PPR. In yeah, we do, we do PPR as well. So, you know, that's, um. I draft, how I like to draft a team is I'm going to go. Depending on who's available, yeah, in my spot, 
I might go in number one running back or number one receiver, depending on who's still available. If it's a receiver running back, like somebody who's good like Bell. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like nobody's nobody's drafting a, you know, just like handoff guy in the first round anymore. If you're doing PPR especially. Well, you know what? We did, I mean, Gurley kind of, I mean, he's not a complete handoff guy, but there's guys like... Uh, uh, Tyree, Gurley's getting better out in the flat. Though, there's like, there's like Tyree Cohen, Tyree yeah. Cohen though he's also out in the flat. A lot of these, a lot of these running backs anymore, they're not big bowling over backs where you just hand the ball and they run up the middle like Mike right. Allstott and Bettis and all that. Yeah, that's not the style, but like you know, you got to be good at, at catching the passes. Yeah, not not everybody does as well at that angle. You yeah. know what I mean? So. So, well, for me, how I draft is I usually try to go, like, running back or wide receiver first, depending on who's available. Yeah. And who's the best available. And we do a snake draft. Yeah, so snake I'm, draft. So I'm, so I'm at seven. Ride the snake. So I'm at seven, and I'll come back at 14, mm-hmm. something like that, maybe. Yeah. No, not even. Yeah. Yeah, I'll come back at 15. Mm-hmm. You know, and... um and I'll take a my my number one receiver running back, whichever one I didn't take the first round. Yeah. And then I'll build a team, and I'll go wide. Re- I won't take a quarterback till fourth round, maybe fifth round, and whatnot. I've but I've I, fallen into the trap of taking quarterbacks too high. Yeah. There's there's a top tier. Well, you got well you got a lot of tight ends out there that are real good right now. Yeah. You know you got some top tier tight ends that are like wideouts. So you got like Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey. Tight end um, is the worst. E- Ebron. Tight end makes tight end is like a, it's like a restrictor plate <laughs> to use like a NASCAR terminology. Like yes. the fact that you have to like field a tight end every week, like if you don't draft well, you know you end up with just like a bunch of jabronis. Yeah, like I've had like three tight ends on my team that have all like averaged like seven. And I half got lucky last week. year and took Ebron at like yeah. the tenth round, and he ended up being a stud. This year, you know he's going to go higher than that. Oh yeah, you know. Um, and of course the only time I, I, I had another tight end on there and I, and then I, there was one year I played two tight ends. I played a tight end in my flex because I had, um, um, the dude from Cleveland that did really well mm-hmm. because he was the only security blanket Cleveland had. Yeah. And then also Aww. the dude from, uh, and also the dude from, uh, Cincinnati who ended up getting injured the last two years and fell off the face of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember his name because he felt the face of the NFL. But so that was two years ago where I was running two tight end sets. Yeah, I was using a tight end as a flex player. That's was, crazy. Yeah, I mean, really, it is. But I was getting I was getting you know twenty four points a game from them. But yeah. they were in offenses that the tight end was their security blanket. I mean, they were dinking and dunking to the tight end ten yards at a time and getting them in the end zone. That you know, I mean, that's what it was. Some teams have that, others don't. Yeah, you know, you just you got to know who you got to know depth charts. Yeah, you and do personnel and you and, and, and like tendencies. And Gronk's retired for the first four weeks, I believe. He's not. He's not coming <laughs> back, man. I don't in know. My man. League, okay, so in my league, we have this rule that you're not allowed to draft somebody who's not on a roster. Right. So that means Gronk can't get drafted. But I, I he almost, get picked up as soon as he I think I want to draft him with my last pick just so just to like. But you so, have a rule you can't draft him. But all that'll happen is everyone will scream at me, and it'll be, and then I'll just be like, "Haha, you guys, just kidding! I'll take a kicker." <laughs> you know, I've had the same kicker for the last three seasons, and I, 
I try to go for him. Yeah. And that's Did you um, hear about this Bears kicker tryouts? Well They were having they're having all these different kickers in to try out for the Bears. No. And the coach the coach like he was having them kick in like extreme silence. He calls it Augusta silence. <laughs> and and it's like you know, like they're trying to like simulate the like decorum of the masters. So so that like why I don't get it. I would have them in like you want to pump in noise. I would have them inside of a dome with nothing yeah. but noise and music and yeah. everything else pump through. I'm, and then I'm gonna ice you. I'm gonna and make you stand you. there. I'm gonna make you stand there. I'm gonna there. have a bunch. Of, I'm gonna have Listen ten guys to like going Mo like Bamba waving your hands like, like this. <laughs> you know, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. How about Philly had um, uh, the girl from. Carly Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is she... Is that Zach Ertz's girlfriend? No, that's Julie Ertz. Okay. They're married now. I didn't know... Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if they weren't married or not yet. Okay. I Julie Ertz sure. is the shit. Yeah. I didn't know they were married. I yeah, she they used were... to be Julie Johnston. Okay. She was Julie Johnston at the last World Cup, which we also won. Right. And that was that was the year Carly Lloyd, Carly Lloyd scored like four goals in the championship game. Okay. And they... so they're, they're both four years older, and now Julie's married. And Carly Lloyd, like... You know, she wasn't happy with her role so much because, like, she's kind of getting, you know, getting to be a little older and, like, not playing, not starting. So what, she's 32? Um, no, she's, like, about... I think she's, like, 37. Hmm. She was kicking 55-year-old field goals yeah. at Eagles camp today. Yeah, she should get, she should get <laughs> you know, like... Or yesterday. She should get on a team. Maybe the Bears could use her. <laughs> yeah, go kick in the master situation. Yeah. You know, but... All right, speaking of silence... Well, they would never let a woman kick at the Masters. <laughs> You're wrong, but true. Yeah, All right, s- speaking of silence, Matt and I are going to go ahead and take a break right now. We'll be back in just a few moments with these messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Bichu, where they hold our podcast as well as several other great podcasts. Um, check those guys out uh, and so forth, and um, don't forget to uh, look us up as well. we got other episodes that are out there that you may or may not have heard. But we'll be back in just a few moments, folks. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. Hey, folks, and we're back for our second edition here at Bold Sports, episode 93. Um, So, yeah, we just finished up with, uh, you know, the Eagles camp and having kickers and Eagles love fests and so forth. Um, I have another thing that I watched yesterday and I put on the Twitter and tweeted about it and I put on my personal Facebook. Um, the Rocky Blyer thing on ESPN two last night where Rocky Blyer went back to Vietnam 50 years later. Mm. It was one of those like, um, hair standing up on your arm, you know, type situations and Rocky was there and they, they showed him where he could, it was hard for him to walk through the the jungle. Mm-hmm. And he actually like at one point was laying down in a shaded area. He had like heat stroke and so forth. And they took him to medics. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean the guy's 70 something years 73. old. 73. Se- yeah. We, we looked it up cause they were uh, promoting it heavily on Sunday sports center. Right, which I always watch a fair. Well, fair this good was bit taped. Of. This was taped of uh, during the eighteen season. Okay, so whenever it was 
they ended with him getting into the Ring of Honor for mm-hmm. the Steelers, which we know was in like November or something. Yeah. So this was taped last summer. Okay. Uh, and whatnot, and it took a year for it to be edited and interviews and yeah, you know them to track down Terry Bradshaw and everybody else that was talking. Well, it's on fifty it. fifty years this year of his deployment. Yes. Exactly. Yes. You know? He was drafted sixty eight. Yes. Uh, and he was already on the team, and you know, and the draft thing came through, and it was like, oh wait, you're already like a professional football player, like you can't get drafted, da, da, da. And, and he was like, nope, it's my duty, it's my country, I gotta go, and he went. Thankfully, he came back. Yeah. And then you know he had a movie made about him called Fighting Back. I mean, they they, they thought he might not even walk properly again, let alone sure. play football. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny is. We were talking about this guy that was one of our heroes growing up who we never got to see play because I was a wee little baby when he retired and you were either not born yet or just came out in a wee wee little way role. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I think he retired, what, 1981? I had, a, I had a stuffed teddy bear with a number 20 Steelers jersey. And it didn't have a name on it, but I, you know, I'd like ask my parents, like, what's, well, who's number 20, you know? And like, they either didn't have a number 20 at the time that I was asking questions about football or. But you it were just told it's good. Rocky Blyer. So they're just like, yeah, it's Rocky Blyer. Yeah. And I remember my mom had a, had a number 20 jersey, but again, it wasn't like. It's one of those jerseys that like jersey. Pittsburgh on the back or something. No, it wasn't really a jersey. It was just like one of those like shirt jerseys. Yeah. Know? They still had those in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, I, that's one of the first, like, sports names I think I ever knew. Yeah. And I think a big reason why is because of, obviously, his Notre Dame connection. Right. And also, he, he the went fact to Notre that, Dame. that he, you know, overcame so much to make it back to the NFL. He did. And to be a Super Bowl champion, you know, after, after having, you know, played a year and then gone over, you know, to fight in a war. You know, sustaining injuries that would have jeopardized... You know, a lot of people just like general well-being, and and you know to be able to excel in like an athletic pursuit. Have you ever had the opportunity to meet him? Of course not. I mean, you know, I've never, I've never met Terry Bradshaw. No, 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 Rocky Blyer. Oh, well, I never met Terry Bradshaw either. <laughs> um, never met any, never met any of the like seventies. Rocky Blyer. I sat, I sat next to Mel Blunt at a game once, but it was like. On the other side of the glass, oh. we were we, we were both in like boxes at Three River Stadium. Okay, like I I was I was in like a pit box, and the box next to us was like Steve Sable from NFL Films uh, and Mel Blunt, uh, and like this wasn't like at Heinz Field where they had real walls no, between the luxury suites. Like it was like a fish tank. Yeah, it was. And like I was like I was like a little guppy like tapping on the glass over like the big piranhas like so, the, the big wigs of the NFL so I uh, uh, I, I live in Mount Lebanon you're not far you're right down the road in Brookline I mean the, the lines connect very weirdly here mm-hmm. but Rocky Blyer still lives in Mount Lebanon okay um, I have waited on him mm-hmm. a few times over my serving and bartending career um, but I run into him call it once a month yeah at the grocery store Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what up up here on? Yeah, yeah. Either here or at the Giant Eagle down in uh, Virginia Manor. Really? Yeah. 
Well, um, I mean, if you can survive Nom, I guess you can like handle the Virginia Manor Giant Eagle. That parking lot, personally, that, I'm that, not a fan. That parking lot is rough, man. I'm telling you, the parking <laughs> lot's bad enough. But then when you go inside, and when you they know, redid it, like they remodeled it, I, I was already so done with that place. It's not really convenient for me anyway. I got a coons, right? Know. Well, were, were you? Yeah. But um, you know, what I mean? but I'm just like I'm not gonna relearn that stuff. I don't really like, go to I didn't like it the first time. I don't go to Giant Eagle much to begin with because I just don't like Giant Eagle and they're expensive as fuck. But I run into them at Shop and Save. I run into them at Trader Joe's. Oh really? Apparently, I run into them at oh, Whole man. Foods. See, like if you know, Rocky, Bl- I, you know what? Now I need to know what Rocky Blyer's like. I need his like top ten Trader shopping Joe's schedules. Items. Oh, okay, like you know, turns out me and Rocky Blyer both love the chili lime chicken burgers. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> you know? Well, I liked when I was watching the show and he was at South Bend Airport mm-hmm. to fly out to Vietnam and they're like, yeah. and, they're, and they're like, your name is like Rocky. And like, last name, Blyer. Okay, sir, we got you going on. Like, wouldn't that like peak interest or, 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 I mean, especially him flying out of South Bend and having a Notre Dame connection. Yeah. But then just in general and then all these cameras are around and then the guy at the ticket counter is like, oh, oh okay, sir. Here you go. Like, I, I, well, it's his job, man. Yeah, I you're, not get it. you're not supposed to fawn over someone when they're on their way to war. I, I get like that. everybody. Everybody should deserve like some degree of that. You know, well, no, no, we, no, we'd be here no, all day. No, 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 no. This was like him now, like at seventy year, seventy one years old, going oh. back over for the show, and the cameras are around. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know something's going on, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I see him out and about, I'm like, hey, Rock, how's it going? Hey, good to see you. You know, you know, whatever. You know, and. uh yeah, he, he's a nice guy. He's, he, and also... He, now every time I see, like, you know, like a 70-year-old man at the grocery store, I'm going to be like, hey, is that Rocky Blyer? <laughs> might be Rocky Blyer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Killing me, man. No, it's just smoke. He doesn't stop at Coons. <laughs> he doesn't go to Coons, I right? don't know that he goes to Coons, but no, I mean, I, I, I've ran into him. They're at, remodeling. I, it's nice. It's know, so nice. Yeah, but I've ran into him at the, at the grocery stores in the area. Um, he still lives in the area. Um... I, I guess I've waited on him and so forth, um, you know. Uh, plus, when he does his his uh, his, his one man show, mm-hmm. which is quite awesome. If you haven't seen it, it's usually at Pittsburgh Public Theater and it runs for like ten days. Mm. Um, spend the sixty dollars and go see it. Yeah, and when I mean sixty dollars, is you and another person. No, like I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, I thought it was a deal like the Chief. No, where they like hire an actor. No, that's Rocky on the stage. Okay. Oh. Did you ever see The Chief? Yes. Tom Atkins came to uh, yes. the Hollywood Theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a Q&A before a screening of uh, Escape from New York. It was freaking awesome. Great right. movie. Uh, lo- I love going to those things, though, where, where you get to, like, interact with, like, the actual person. Right. Like, you went like to the Andy Vance Light? No, the Sid Bream. Oh, Sid Bream one you went to. Andy Vance Like That would have been cool, too. Um... My my friend I went to high school with has a great Andy Vance like story where he like, you know, ended up just like he w- he went to a game by himself and just like bought a scalper ticket and like Vance like ended up in his row, huh? And, and you know was like was like buying him drinks and like, you know, took him to Margaritaville after the my, game. My best. Andy I don't I don't have any good stories like that. My best Andy Vance like story and I'll remember it forever. We're sitting at the traffic light. On a high road boulevard, Route 65, at the Swickley Bridge, and 
my mom's turning left to go across Strictly Bridge because we're going to the airport to pick up my dad. Mm-hmm. And car pulls up next to us. I go, my mom, I'm like, that's Andy Van Slyke. She goes, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? Wear a red light. So I, like, took off my seatbelt. I reached into the console of the car. My mom had the 85 Cougar. And I reached in, and I just grabbed the pen and whatever was there to write oh, on. Geez. And I jumped out in the middle of traffic, and I knocked on his window. He's like... Really? He throws his hands up. I'm like... And I hold this, like, envelope up and a pen, and he, like, puts his window down real quick, and he signs it. He goes, hope this light doesn't turn green real quick. And my mom's like, hurry the fuck up! <laughs> How old were you? Like 10. What? <laughs> <laughs> like 10 or 12, somewhere around there. You know? <laughs> that's a power move. That's a, that's a good that's a good 10-year-old Ginzer move. <laughs> like, like, we're going on the way to the airport to, like, pick up my dad coming back from, like, Chicago or something. I mean, <laughs> you know. Hey, man. <laughs> I've never seen Andy Van Slyke at a red light. <laughs> you know, no, you're not going to get a second chance. You know, and that was the first and only ever time I've met him. Yeah. Ever. Um, I've seen him since then from afar, but that's the first only time I met him. Um, I ended up at um, Mike's Beer Bar uh, one night, uh, and it was after a pirate game. I wasn't at the pirate game, but I ended up at Mike's Beer Bar, and Doug Drabick and John Smiley come walking in, hmm. and of course, older. Yeah, this is like two years ago. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have been at a beer yeah. bar during yeah, yeah, yeah. the heyday yeah. of Doug Drabeck and John Smiley. Yeah, right. Um, but they were they were honoring the '92 team or something. Okay, or whatever it was. Um, and this so this was a couple of years ago. Mm. And I'm at Mike's beer. It's now Mike's beer bar. I think then it was Beerhead, but whatever. Yeah, and they come walking in. It's like the sixth inning, and they just come walking in the bar and sit down and have some beers. And hey, you still. You still the mustache. You're Doug Drabeck. Yeah, it's right there. I mean, yeah, you know, I they mean, don't like they don't like paying those stadium prices either, right? They're retired. <laughs> yeah, they're fixed incomes. Okay, <laughs> you know they they can't pay fifteen dollars for a tall boy. Oh my god, I got to I got to be in an elevator at the at the Maiden show on Saturday for some reason. Oh, Julia's like, let's get on that elevator. Like, so we're going down like looking for merch between like the opening band. And it, it was so great because we're, we're, I'm in the elevator with like the elevator operator and Julia and like four other dudes, and I'm holding like a Labatt's tall boy, and like somebody's like, "How much is that?" And I'm just like, 15. and everybody just starts howling. It's everybody's laughing except the woman who works at the stadium. Well, because <laughs> what's hilarious is Matt is currently holding a Modelo tall boy that he went to the same beer store I went to this evening. And you paid what two dollars for that? Three, three. It's imported. Oh, but the Labatt, <laughs> but the Labatt's tall boys at the same store, I think, are two for three. Are they? Yeah. At, well, they're fifteen at the arena. Yeah, they are. So, so you can get two Labatt's tall boys for three bucks at Sheets, but at the arena, they're fifteen apiece. But you can't watch Iron Maiden at Sheets. You cannot watch Iron Maiden at Sheets. They don't even have a TV screen to even plug in like a Fire Stick to watch Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be good enough. No. <laughs> but no, uh, but yeah. So that 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 was on my point to watch uh, yesterday. I got home from work early and was able to watch the Rocky Blyer uh, thing on ESPN. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, I'm sh- and if you have ESPN Plus, I'm sure you're able to watch it. Yeah, uh, I thought again. that was the whole point. Yeah, um, you know, because not not everybody 
remembered to DVR it, maybe. I right, don't know. yeah, DVR, or if you have on-demand, I'm sure you can watch it again. I just think that the layout of the app is better than, like, the Verizon box. Yeah. I, I would just... It's so if much I, easier. If I have to scroll through, like, hundreds upon hundreds of titles, like like you do on all these streaming services, like, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to, yeah. and, to look at it and on And with the, the ESPN Plus app, uh, is the only way you're going to get to watch the Peyton Manning show. The Peyton Manning's 100. Peyton's Places. Peyton's Places, yeah. And um, I've watched five episodes of that now. I don't know if the sixth one's out yet. Um, that is... It's entertaining. It's not like, oh my god, I have to watch it. It's entertaining. It's Peyton Manning. He's actually kind of funny. Um, and he's meeting up with... And he's going through like the history yeah. of the game. Which is interesting to me. Um, if you don't like Peyton Manning, you're not going to like it. Um, but, you know, he met up with like Joe Namath and, and Joe Montana. And... You know, AB's in an episode while AB was still a Steeler. Mm. Um, and, you know, he talks about joining Unitas and he was in Pittsburgh and filmed that episode. Yeah. Down at, um, what school is that now in Lawrenceville? Arsenal. Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Down the field down there with um, uh, uh, Johnny Unitas' main wide receiver mm. at the time, uh, whenever they played in the pros. And then that's the episode AB's in. Uh, and it was filmed while AB was still a Steeler, so you might get a little bit out of shape by that, but whatever. Um, I won't. I won't. I didn't. You know, it's like, oh, okay. I just love to see Lawrenceville. You know. Getting its due finally. Right? And then, uh, <laughs> but it, it's just, it, it's fun to watch. So go ahead and check that out, Peyton's Places, uh, which is excellent. Uh, also, for some far-fetched football stuff, um, you have Ballers on HBO is starting back this Sunday. Uh, featuring The Rock. Um, I think he prefers to go by Dwayne Johnson these days. Am I, okay. Dwayne Johnson. I know I know he built Rock. his career on the premise of it doesn't matter what your name is, but I, I think those days are over, and it kind of does, and that, that he's he's not a wrestler anymore. He's an action star. Well, because it was The Rock, then it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think it's just... Well, it was Rocky Maivia. Yeah, it was Rocky Maivia. Yeah. Uh, he was the people's champion. He was the corporate champion. He's worn a lot of hats, right? This guy. I mean, so Shaq. But uh... <laughs> no, no, Shaq hasn't done as many things as The Rock. <laughs> like, what's Shaq do? Like, icy hot? <laughs> no, but general was, car insurance. Was he Shaq Diesel, Shaq the Matic, um, you know, Superman, Kazam, Kazam, uh, whatever. I mean, it's like Snoop, Snoop, Snoop Doggy Dog, Snoop Dog, Snoop Lion, Snoop. Well, I mean, I mean, it's you know, it's like Puff Daddy, and then P Diddy, and it was just Diddy, and then it was just Puffy, and then it was now it's Sean Combs. Uh, mm. Like, <laughs> so after a while, your nicknames go back to just like, all right, I'm a businessman now, and that's what it is. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of businessmen. Um, Getting involved with some sports. How about uh, Jay Z? That was a great segue. <laughs> it's a really good segue. Uh, he is. Um, it, there's a lot of backlash coming from him getting involved with the NFL, and uh, I don't know if he's gonna be taking over the halftime performances or influencing this, that, and the other thing. They, they, he's uh, got an eye for talent. He does. So they, they know this, right? Um. You know, he's 
he's been outspoken about social issues, but not not to like the degree of like Chuck D. So like, Correct. so he's like relatively safe. Um, I think they don't want to end up with like, you know, another disaster like they had with the Super Bowl halftime last year, where like, you know, artists kept turning them down because of the social policies of the NFL. Um, yeah, because they actually uh, read an article about how the NFL. I mean, it was in the Super Bowl's in Atlanta. Music in Atlanta is way different than music is in New York and way yeah. different than music is in L.A. than it is in Pittsburgh than it is in Chicago. That's why I think the they, B-52 they, should have played the halftime. I, I mean, they... <laughs> right? That'd be but, badass. But, but they met with... Um, apparently, they met with uh, J.D., otherwise known as Jermaine Dupree, mm-hmm. who has been in Atlanta for how long? Ever? Forever. Um, and ever and, and ever. has made really great music and is on his own right and then has produced a lot of music and he was like no I'm cool yeah like I mean why would you know and, and the NFL was like oh, you sure Rihanna turned him down yeah I mean and then you end up with Maroon 5 last year and they had some of the uh, Atlanta guys you know come in into the halftime show and perform well, a they, little they, bit so the big deal last year was Travis Scott right and and like Travis Scott was like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do it, you know. And but uh, okay, here's what's funny. A lot of people don't realize this. The halftime performers don't get paid. I know. No, I knew that. Yeah, they don't get paid. Yeah. But it's, it, it's potentially. I mean, it could potentially make your career. Like, look at Katy Perry. Right. Like she could never like produce another hit in her life, and like she gave us Left Shark. Okay, and that's you know, and she brought Missy Elliott back out of retirement. And Missy Elliott's amazing. And Prince, like, obviously doesn't need his Super Bowl performance to, like, define no, his career for him. No, does not need it. But, as, but you, as you pull cigarettes from a purple pack. I do. Um, but, <laughs> but, like, you know it's what? iconic. That's it's one of iconic. the best because halftimes they, of all they time. Because they didn't want him. they like, we're going to cancel the halftime show. It's pouring down rain. He's like, no, I'm going to play. And Purple Rain? In the rain? No, yeah, we're going to play. Yeah, really? Hello? They're, they're like... But there's a chance for electrical, and he goes, I'm going to play. It's fucking Prince. Yeah. Who tells Prince no? No one. Ever. Unfortunately, yeah, nobody. No one tells, and and unfortunately, no one will have the opportunity to tell him yes or no again. And nobody told him, don't take that fentanyl. Eh. Yeah. I mean. I don't even, I didn't even read. He's in a lot of pain. Okay. And like, it's, it's, it's. Very very short digression here, but like we've lost some of our like best entertainers to the same epidemic that's killing people like down the street in Knoxville. (laughs) You know what I mean? Up in Knoxville, up the street. You start. You start. You start with like some pain, and next thing you know, you're on heroin. I mean, it sucks. Mm -hmm. And like it took Tom Petty and Prince away from us, in addition to like many many people. Well, Tom Petty actually died from. I don't think so. It was part of it. I'm not saying it wasn't a helper, but I mean, you know, and what really sucks is I was talking to a, a, a guy at work who also happens to be a musician and a Stone Temple Pilot song came on at work. And I was like, man, I was like, do you know what really sucks? He's like, what's that? I was like, that we'll never get to listen to him again mm-hmm. for new music. Yeah. I was like, but his music sucked when he wasn't fucked up. Scott Weiland, when he was sober, 
and those whole years with you know Duff McKagan and Slash and whatnot, you know Velvet Revolver. Yeah, he he was not. The music was eh. It was all right, but you know, and, isn't, isn't that like? With all respect to Slash, like, isn't that Slash's fault? If the music, I mean, like, Wyland doesn't play an instrument. No, 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 but Wyland sings. Him singing. His singing. His singing wasn't the same when he was all fucked up. And what sucks is a lot of musicians utilize illicit drugs to channel their inner um, artistship. Mm-hmm. You know, and to get them in that, that whole vibe and mood and so forth. Well, you know, it, you know. I mean, you, you you associate differently. Like you, you'll pull concepts together in different ways. You know, when you're a little bit lifted. Okay, so like, yeah, when you're trying to make art, like that's what art is: is pulling pulling concepts together in some sort of like unitary form that other people can like, you know, at least interact with, if not fully understand. Always, you know. See, when it came to drugs for me, whenever I've used in my past, I've never been a downers guy. I've always been an upper scout. As you crack a beer. As I crack a beer. I mean... Which is supposed to be a downer, but for me it's like, oh, well, it's well, an upper. But, you know... Because um, it makes you super smart. And you've got a lot to say. I do, and beer just tastes good. Um, that's... <laughs> that's the red flag. <laughs> so I might need to go CAA. But anyway... No, uh, okay. you're no, not CNA. you got to be committed. No, right? Um, but no, I, I mean, it, when I used, when I like to use drugs, I used like fucking cocaine and shit like that. I didn't get on, I, and I have needle issues, so I. So that's will, the only reason? I will never do heroin because I have needle issues. I know there's other ways to do it, but. I'm not, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, well, actually, I'm going to sit here and mansplain heroin to you, no, Steve. No, like, no, no, but I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not a downers person, and, and a lot of musicians. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Um, Prince, unfortunately, will never have again. Tom Petty, unfortunately, will never have again. But if you guys ever want to go see an epic performance, I forget. It I, I was one of the Beatles things. Um, uh, where, where it's like everyone on the stage where it was playing like, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Yes. Uh, great clip. Yeah, go just, watch Google, it. just Google Prince. Just Google Prince and while Tom Petty. While My Guitar Petty. Gently Weeps. And it's, it's an amazing... Uh, amazing, uh, uh, Jeff Beck is on stage. Oh yeah, everybody. Everybody's on stage. And Prince just takes over the show. And at the end of it, he just takes his guitar off and throws it up in the air and turns and walks away. And you never see where the guitar comes down. Mm. But, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's awesome. And we digressed into music out of sports, but that's how we Well, because we we started with Mm Jay-Z. And, you know, he, he, they announced this partnership with Jay-Z in the NFL and how he's going to produce... You know, but it came shows. out of so much backlash from him because he was supporting Colin Kaepernick and so forth. And now that Jay-Z is getting embedded with the NFL, Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. It Well, it's like he sold out. No, nobody wants to see Jay-Z, like, yucking it up with Roger Goodell. Um, for lots of reasons. Like, take, take the Kaepernick kneeling anthem protests off the table. Like, you've still got a guy who you know, gets paid, like, billions of dollars (laughs) to, like, run the NFL poorly and, like, 
lie to everybody about player discipline because he has no like consistent like evenly applied form of player discipline um nope you know like the cba negotiations are going to get bogged down in a lot of like personal conduct issues that don't have anything to do with the actual money side of things um which is really important the money by the way because we're learning more and more about concussions and head trauma and cte and guys need to get more guaranteed money they're they're saying so like there's really nothing good like the roger goodell brand is not a social justice brand like period end of sentence so you know for jay-z to like get involved with him it rubs a lot of people the wrong way and it's i think it's understandable um i'm sure jay-z was aware i don't think he just like signed this and then was like oh i can't believe they don't love it but you know he had to know he was gonna have critics you know but being an entrepreneur and a businessman like you have to sometimes you know sacrifice one area of the company you know for something else i just it's it's not a great look but what really of course because there has to be some like conspiratorial ginzer pittsburgh angle to it like, there were all these rumors that Jay-Z was going to, like, buy a share of the Steelers. Did you see this? I did not see that. It was on Twitter. But it was, like, credible enough on Twitter that, like, like two hours before I came over here, like, Jerry Dulac was, was on Twitter, like, dispelling the rumors. And it wasn't a tweet from yesterday. It was from, like, five hours ago. Huh. So, like, this thing had, like, a 24-hour shelf life where it was just, like... And, like, several people from, like, you know, the local sports talk stations were tweeting about, you know, what if Jay-Z, you know, buys a share of the Steelers. And I, I was kind of I was kind of hoping he would just so I could, like, sit down and explain to, like, all the old white Yinzer people who weren't happy about that. They're like, no, he actually, like, stabbed Kaepernick in the back. Like, you should really like him. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, okay, but now we don't have to have that awkward-as-hell conversation. And you know what? If Jay-Z wants to, like, invest some money in the Steelers, I mean, there's, pro- there's probably teams that he... The, the Steelers probably are not, like, an ATM. You know? No, they're not. There's There's probably other teams where you can invest where they're gonna, like get some, like, blockbuster real estate thing that well, hasn't see, even, like... The Steelers' real estate deal is pretty much almost dried up. Well, see, here's the thing with the Steelers, though, too, is that they don't need Jay-Z's money. They don't, but they, they've they had, like, hedge fund guys investing. Right. It, it's always nice to have investors. It's always nice to have investors. Um, I'd like to see fuck Jay-Z buy the goddamn Pirates, but we know Bob Nye's not going to sell. Jay-Z doesn't want to buy the Pirates. No, but if he would, we might have a team... He moved back to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> By Pittsburgh, you know Brooklyn. Brooklyn, we back on the map <laughs> of I, the National League. Well, you know what? I mean, he moved the Nets back to Brooklyn. <laughs> well, they were, were they ever in Brooklyn before? No, but he got them back. He but moved I mean, to like, Brooklyn. Would it be crazy if like he was just like, yeah, I'm going to buy an MLB team and like, um, move it, move it back to Brooklyn. <laughs> Like, the Dodgers, I guess, like, I can't get them. LA's kind of attached to them right now. Yeah. But, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy the Pirates and just move them to Brooklyn. Brooklyn. You know. They're always saying, like, New York can support a third team. Uh, uh, what if they put an expansion well, York, team in North New York Jersey? Had, New York had four teams at one point. 
I mean, way, way back. Well, before we were thought of, yeah. No, they no. No, before we were thought of, New York before had four grandpa teams. was thought of. No. When did they have four teams in like the modern era? Um, the Giants and the Dodgers moved in the fifties. Our parents were alive. Yeah. They so, had the Giants, Dodgers, and Yankees. And the Mets. The Mets didn't come around until after the Giants and the Dodgers left. When was That's the why Mets? they made the Mets. Uh, 60, they won the series in 69. They were like the worst team ever in what, like 66? Yeah. Yeah. So probably what, 65? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Because so, like the, the, both National League teams left for the West Coast... So they're like, we'll add a National League team in New York and put them out, you know, on the island, yeah. the other island. In Queens. You know, because, like, the Yankees were Manhattan's team, in a way. Like, the, the Highlanders, they used to be called, and they were actually, like, from Washington Heights. Yeah. And then they moved across the river to the Bronx and became the Yankees, who we all know and love to this day. <laughs> but, the you know, the Giants and the Dodgers, they left, you know... That hurt Brooklyn especially because, like, they were the only team in Brooklyn. Like, the Giants were, you know, the other Manhattan team. And the Giants had a great history. And, you know, go watch go watch Ken Burns baseball, like, the first two episodes. If you want to know, like, the whole story about, like, how great the Giants are as a franchise. With, like, Christy Mathewson and John McGraw. I mean, that's, that is some just awesome, just baller shit. But anyway, like... Adding the Pirates to your portfolio isn't going to restore the glory days of Brooklyn. No, it's not. So just, just hands off the Pirates. Like, sell them to somebody who wants to make a winning team here in Pittsburgh. It would be nice. It would and I, I know there's nice. always weird rumors that, like, oh, I saw Beyonce at the Pirate game. But, like, no, you didn't. No, <laughs> no. No, you did see Jay-Z at a pit game last year. Mm-hmm. Um which did happen. Jack White was at the Braves game Jack, tonight. Uh, was he at the Braves game tonight? Yeah. Okay, okay, well... Did you have this in your notes? I, I, in my head. Okay. In my head, because we don't have notes tonight. It's such a good story. Go but ahead. In my head. So, Jack White uh, and his band... The Raconteurs. The Raconteurs. They, they were here. They were just in Pittsburgh. Friend, Our friend Keely and Shiloh were at the mm-hmm. event uh, at Stage AE. Um, they played, then their next stop was in D.C. They played at a venue in D.C. I'm not sure which one. But they went to the Nationals-Brewers game before uh, when Strasburg was pitching. Mm. Uh, because sometimes when Strasburg pitches, it's like a two-hour game. Right, but and also... You can still beat in the yeah, club right? in time. But Strasburg walks out to uh, Seven Nation Army. Yeah, okay. So they were... So Jack White and his one bandmate was with him. Uh and they were at the game, and they met with the players and so forth for the game. They watched the game. They went, like, the fourth inning. They had to leave and go play their show at whatever venue they were playing. They finished playing their uh, show at the venue, and they looked, and they're like, that game's still going on. And the whole band went back to the stadium and ended up sitting right behind home plate. And there's, look on Twitter and Facebook and mm. Instagram, they're, they're Jack White's right behind home plate, like, drinking beer. Did he beer. have to pay to get back in? I don't think so. It's Jack White. It's Jack White. Um, you and me, like, we would have had to. If we, if yeah, we yeah, like, yeah, left yeah, a pirate yeah, yeah. game yeah. to, like, go, like no go catch, like, a, a set at, like, NOLA. Yeah, right? And then walk back over. Yeah, yeah. They'd yeah. be like, who the hell are you? Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they might have discount tickets at that point. So so Jack White goes back, and that was that 14-inning game um, 
that was uh, the Brewers aren't winning. Yeah, but it was a fourteen inning game, so they got back in the eleventh inning. And they got the last, like, three innings. That's in. awesome, man. Uh, and then, yeah, Jack White was at the Braves game tonight um, where they are playing a set down there. They went to the... So I guess, you know, where, where Jack White's playing a, a show and there's a Major League Baseball team, he's just hitting the stadiums. Yeah. Which is cool. Like, go for a couple innings, go play your show, and if it's the game's still going on after your show, head back. Yeah, like, so I'm, do, so I'm watching the game tonight and they're, they're coming out of a commercial. And, like, I've got the video, but it's, like, it's delayed by, like, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. And so it's like I'm hearing the audio through my my phone line, right? And they're like, "Well, that's that's Jack White, the rock star," and I'm just like, "Did he really just say that?" And I gotta like wait for the video, to, and then finally like, and and he's sitting right there with his band, and it's obviously Jack White. He looks just like Jack White, <laughs> and I had not heard this story about the Nationals game, so I, I had it like explained to me by the the Marlins announcers, and then they were like breaking down like how far the venue in Atlanta is from SunTrust Field. It's actually kind of far. Yeah, right. Because SunTrust is kind of out in the burbs. It is and, now. Uh, you know, but in, in D.C., I think like the club that they played was like not very far from Nationals Park. So I don't know where they played in D.C., but... I've they heard... said the name of the club, and I, I can't remember it. So I've been to the 930 Club. It wasn't the, 930 I, I, Club. Everyone's you, heard of You've that. been to the 930 Club. I've never been there. I thought you have been. No. Um, I've heard but of it. The 930 Club's too small to hold something like Jack White. Uh, That's kind of awesome. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so, I mean, he plays Stage AE, which holds, what, 5,500? Yeah. And it, for outdoor, it's like 5,500. For indoor, it's like 3,100 or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know where the outdoor they played and it had to be an outdoor in DC. It's probably something new since I lived down there and yeah, I just no, don't know it. No, it sounded like it. a club. Huh, like it, it, it didn't have like a corporate sounding name. Yeah. I mean, in DC there's like, there's I, two big, there's two memory. big music clubs. Like, that sounds there's, like a cool club. There's but... the 930 club and then like three blocks down is another club and I can't remember the name of it, but. Um, those are like the two big like indoor music venues, but yeah, here and there we need you to go take a break, and we'll come back in just a few moments. Uh, our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios and Beachview they had a nice uh, podcast yesterday from Awesome Cast uh, with Katie Duddis, uh and John Chichilla on there as well, and then of course they did um, Russell Mayhem was last night as well. Check out those new episodes, uh, and don't forget about Fishing Without Bait and the broadcast. Great shows to listen to as well. Uh, We'll be back in just a few moments, folks. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports. We're going to talk some other bullshit going on. Uh, We'll start with just complete bullshit. Like the pirates? Uh, No. Um, we'll get into that. Okay. Uh, Antonio Brown. Motherfucker is still making headlines. He's on ESPN every day. Headlines, if you will. And headlines. The helmet dispute. The helmet dispute about his helmet. And, you know, this, that, and your thing. And you had the the GM of the team come out and say, he's going to be 100% in or he's 100% out. uh, Where, you know, John Gruden's kind of playing like good cop. And the GM's playing bad cop. Where John Gruden's supporting him. Yo, we like Antonio. We what he can do. You know, he's a great player. His workout is you know his work ethic is great. This that the other thing. Uh, we can't wait to get him on the field. Da, 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 da. You know, and then he got his feet thing taken care of, and he got like his his like the the bad skin removed, and his new skin's healing. 
and he's running his new skin. And he's running, uh, he's running routes and doing so forth and whatnot. And then, you know, and then he's still like, I got this helmet issue. He filed another grievance, which is going to get declined by the NFL. And he's just going to either have to suck it up and deal with the helmet or not deal with the helmet. And he sh- he put out on Twitter like, hey, anybody got this helmet from this year or prior? You know, hit me up and whatever. Dude, just suck it up and take the fucking helmet that you have. You know, they the, the NFL. Okay, so listen to the guys this morning on ESPN. Apparently, there's 35 helmet manufacturers mm-hmm. that are NFL approved. And for these helmets, and they're a so many year span. Okay. There's one out there that you that, that's got to work for you, you know. It's somewhere. I get, the I NFL, get being set in your ways, and the NFL can't sit there and be like, "We only accept this helmet," because as soon as they accept the NFL accepts one helmet, the first guy that gets concussions gonna be like, "Well, you made me wear this helmet, so it's on you." And the NFL is gonna be like, "Well, man." So like, we they, gave but you, they have standards. You know, but we gave but, but but we gave you thirty five companies to choose from. You choose which one you like. If the NFL says you have to wear this one, the first guy gets hurt is going to file a lawsuit against them. The liabilities so, yeah. on the manufacturer in, in at that, that sense. point. It is so. Yeah, so you've you've got a product. You've you've tested your product. You've you've done research. And, you know, you, you've come up with the conclusion that you've added features to your product that make it superior to the previous product, which is what Antonio Brown was using, and it's only good for 10 years. Okay? So, yes, like, it's not the NFL's problem to, like, tell you what helmet to wear. They're just saying, like, you know, these are the standards that science has proven are effective and we've got 35 manufacturers who have all gotten on board right. to the point that they have like invested money into developing their own unique products that match these standards. So please just pick one and leave us the hell alone. Correct. Is essentially what they're saying. So here's another. So Antonio Brown's you're gonna he's gonna play. He's gonna play. He's gonna pick a helmet. And he's not gonna like it. He's gonna bitch he about it. But he's gonna play because you know what. Because the GM already came out and said he's with us or without us, and Gruden's like, "We want with us." And Gruden's playing the good cop. Well, good, right? Good you know, cop, bad cop. But that's you know, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up like a, you know, a television trope because this know, is a TV show. This isn't a football team right now. Like there are isn't. hard knocks. Well, speaking of Gruden, hard knocks, Gruden has a TV background. So does Mike Mayock. Uh, speaking about uh, TV background, check this out. Uh, according to HBO, despite the decline in viewership overall of the show Hard Knocks. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, had the highest rating of the last three episodes. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and higher than the national average in other cities. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I did. I've watched all three episodes. I, and uh, I'm part of that number right here. And I don't watch it when it comes out. I watch it on the Apple TV. Don't be petty um, about it, but it's also like... I want to see. You like, want to see what happens? Out. Exactly. It's a train wreck. You it's don't like want to watch it, Shore, man. <laughs> oh god! It's like Antonio Brown is like the situation times like a thousand. You know? <laughs> oh gosh! No. That, now that's the situation. Uh, the complication. Jesus. Christ. 
But seriously, so like this whole thing, I I just saw that before I came over here about about the ratings being so high, and like yes, like people in Pittsburgh want to be able to, I think, feel better about this. You know, like we we had a a window of like generational talent. We we had the best offense in the NFL for like maybe six weeks, and um. You know, it all fell apart so fast, and I think people want to watch. They, they, it's like, it's like when you break up with your girlfriend, and then she like, you know, she goes on and like burns down the next guy's house, and you're like, oh, good, I'm glad that wasn't me. You know, it's not so much against the next guy as it is like I'm just, I, I need something to confirm the decision that I made. Um. You know, the Steelers, they didn't have a choice. They had to cut ties with Antonio Brown. They did. But the fans, who like, they only care about winning and don't actually have to, like, show up at the workplace every day and deal with the people. Like, they're just like, oh, but what oh, But what if they just, like, worked it out? What if they just worked it out? Well, watching Hard Knocks is how everybody in Pittsburgh is going to go to bed at night, like, secure in the knowledge that they weren't going to work it out. That it wasn't workoutable. Well, it's funny, though, the first episode of Hard Knocks was when Antonio Brown's kid's like, hey, go grab Ben. We want to go talk to him. He goes, yeah, Ben's not here. He, we're, he goes, I'm on the Raiders now. Mm. He goes, that's that's Derek Carr. That's my quarterback. Like, oh, no Ben? Like, no. They could have coached those kids to say that. Uh, kids are little. His kids are little. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's like two people I trust in this world. Speaking wise, drunk people and children. Like, I mean, so. <laughs> it's true, you know, the, the balloon boy did blow the whole whistle on that scam when he, like, went right on the news and out and said it. You know, remember that? Remember the balloon boy? And he's like, it was for the show. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, really? So, like, your kid just exposed the hoax? Completely. It's what you get for trying to engage children in a conspiracy. Like, they're not good at it. Like they're 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 deceptive, but they're also honest. They don't understand how consequences work at that age. Yeah. So yeah. they they think they're like I could I could be honest, but also like still kind of be sneaky yeah, yeah. and get what uh, I yeah. want. Honestly, there's like two honest. There's two types of honest people in this world, and that's like little children and drunk people. I mean, yeah. And, and there's all, nobody gets more free ice cream in the world yeah. than children. And and the rest. So of, even the bad ones. And everybody else. And everybody like else every in this world. You know, you take what they say at a grain of salt, and you hope it's true, but don't expect the most out of it. I don't know. I just... The the nexus of, like, the Oakland Raiders and reality television, I just don't... I don't trust it entirely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a team run by two former TV analysts. Well, I mean... Oh, and... They're very media savvy. Okay. At least. Well, guess who is the Oakland Raiders radio play-by-play guy? I didn't even know this until watching Hard Knocks. Brent Musburger. Yes. Yes. I, I didn't that. know that. I didn't know that until Until after, watching Hard Knocks. I, I knew that, but I didn't find it out until after he quit his ESPN gig. And when, when they announced about how the Raiders were moving to Vegas, and they were like, well, that's perfect for Brent Musburger because he's the play-by-play voice of the Raiders, and he's also got a... Serious channel that's just about gambling now, right? So it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's pretty awesome. Like, I'm gonna, I might have to subscribe to the NFL 
<laughs> radio, radio package. Radio just so package. I can listen to Brent Musburger call well, games again. Well, I mean, he didn't, he, he didn't really retire from ESPN. But, you know. Yeah. Whatever I mean, happened, happened. I mean, he had some shit to say in the national championship game about... That's like, right! About one quarterback's yes. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And, you know... Times he, have changed. He wasn't very PC. He got away it. with the same thing, like, not even ten years before that. Oh, yeah. I well, mean, he made he made Jen Sturger, like, a star uh-huh. when, when she was at Florida State. Like, basically yeah. just, like, ogling her and talking about how hot she is. Right. You know? And then he, and then he the... tried to say, but the thing is, like, you know, I don't even remember the damn quarterback's name. No, but he was the quarterback at Alabama. Yeah. His girlfriend was from... Uh, Tigers, Clemson. No, Alabama, Auburn. Auburn. Sorry, I got I got ACC brain. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> SEC, not ACC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also I also live with a Gamecock, so like, right. I, I hear at least once a day about how Clemson is trash. <laughs> so I, yeah, I got Clemson Tigers on the brain. But right? you're right. Like, yes, yeah. yeah so quarterback was, from Alabama whose name I don't remember. And, and, he got drafted, and he got drafted. Uh, and his girlfriend and was Miss Miss Alabama. Was she Miss Alabama or was she Miss... She was Miss Alabama competing in Miss USA, but she was also an Auburn Tiger. Mm. And and he just kept, like, circling her on, like, <laughs> the telestrator. Yeah. And that's what got Brest Burger fired. Well, it, it wasn't... Yeah, I remember there was a lot of backlash about that, and rightfully so. It was also a blowout-ass game. It was. And it's just like... You know, if it had been a close game, like, he wouldn't have had time for all that nonsense. I feel, I feel like... Was that what? Notre Dame? No. Was that the year that Alabama, like, kicked oh, the cap out of oh. Notre Dame? Was it the Notre Dame-Alabama National Championship game? I think it might have been. Uh, if it was, I was a Stuler at the Arbargo shot for shot on scores. So you probably didn't even notice. Needless to say, I paid a lot more money that night than he did. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah. So yeah, so it's (sighs) Notre Dame's fault that Brett Musburger got fired. And, um, you know. I'm sure they feel guilty about it, because they're Catholic. Right, they do. (laughs) But, uh, how about another train wreck? Pirates. Wait. Do you mean the, the the the? I just got a I just got a mental image of the the old scoreboard graphic from the nineties with the the guy shoveling coal. Choo choo, coming out the top of the stack. <laughs> Which they still play that apparently. They should play it all the time. They still play it apparently at least once a game. It's one Pirate of my favorite games. things ever. It, it's one of my favorite scoreboard things ever too. At the Pirate game. Also, a big fan of the Let's Do It, mm-hmm. the Belushi. I mean, yeah. I'd seen that scene. I don't know how many times I saw that Countless scene times. before I was deemed old enough to actually watch, watch the, the entire whole movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, so my dad's like, it's from a movie called Animal House that you're not going to see until you're like 16. So like, right? Um, but trust, trust when I say that like it's much funnier when you see like the beginning, the, of the, the full movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, um, but the train wreck of the pirates, man. I mean, so. They, they have lost, like eight wins since they lost the All-Star break. Thirteen to zero in Game One on the Nats. They won what four to one last night, and then tonight they lost eleven to nothing. Mm-hmm. And then they still have the Nats tomorrow, and then they got the Reds for the weekend. And the Pirates Red Series is going to be interesting because the Pirates and Reds have this issue 
dating back to the 70s, but the current issue is with players that aren't even on the Pirates anymore that they still want to play beanball with. Um, so we'll see what happens with the Reds coming up. But well, the Reds that, still have the same manager mm-hmm. as the last time. Correct. And so the Pirates, like, the Pirates and the Reds still have the same manager. I mean, you could seriously like probably convince a gullible person that the term red ass was actually like coined for that guy on that night. Like, like, what's his name? The Reds manager. Like, he was out of his mind mm-hmm. with, like, seething hatred of the Pirates. And, yeah, like, I mean, just for that reason alone, like, you know, guys look out for their coaches. And, like, they might not, the Pirates might not, like, love playing for Clint Hurdle anymore at this point of the season. But, you know, like, there's still guys in that. In but that. how does a manager who already got ejected from the game... He comes out of the clubhouse and gets into a fucking brawl, not get suspended for more than two games. He got two games. And you got players. It's to average out the Pete Rose, like, over suspension. But, the, okay. But it's you, got, like you got two players, games. You got players plus on the. Life you, you got, divided by two you got, averages out. But you got players <laughs> on the Pirates that weren't even involved in the game come out of the dugout and just pull a guy back. And yeah. they get punched themselves, and they throw a punch, and they get suspended 10. Well, baseball's you know? been, like, they're really bad with this whole... Okay, so... And Yasiel Puig <clears throat> getting traded in the middle of the game, and nobody knew about it because somebody didn't relay some shit. Yasiel Puig shouldn't even have been in the game. Right, and he might have been pulled from the game on time if the Reds manager hadn't been yeah. ejected because Correct. managers yeah, knew yeah. how to do all that stuff. Right. Bench coaches are kind of like, oh, what? You know, and, like, a guy got traded, like, hey, I'm busy. You know, like, yeah, talk so, to me about that shit later, Yeah, so bro. what's funny is Joshua Flick is trading in the middle of the game, goes out and gets in a fight in a National League game, and gets traded before that fight even happened that nobody knew about, who shouldn't even have been in the game to begin with, should have been packing his bags and going to Cleveland. Yeah. Shows up in Cleveland like, hey, you guys traded for me. And like, yeah, but you're suspended for four games. Like, He's lucky, like, Colin Moran didn't just, like, choke his ass out. And then he would have like had to like void the trade because because he failed the physical. Um, but actually, that's, that's... I think Joe Musgrove would have choked. Oh yeah, out. okay, Big Joe, yeah. But look, the, the deal is like this is all in the past, and like if you could even tell me, can you even name five people who you know who would watch that Pirates Red series? Like if there wasn't a chance of a fight, mm. like I am so I I can't remember the last time I was this checked out on the Pirates. Dude, I'm, I've been checked on the Pirates since... John Russell was their manager the last time I was this apathetic. Uh, oh, wow. You're going back a minute. But yeah. even even then, it's like... It's kind of part of my job. Yeah. Like, even when they're really and It's bad, kind of part of my job, too. But, but it's not been... I've been I've been seeing more Braves games. And they had some dumb bullshit last night with, with pitchers and, and batters and beanballs. So, like, Acuna Jr., who, like, the Pirates hate? Yeah. That, that's he, the guy that, well, like, Steve well, he, Blass, he's like... A, he's a stud, and he's the guy that Steve yeah, Blass is, like... He said he's too flashy. He's too flashy, and, and you he, know, he his when he hits home runs. everything else. And, and he's a very exuberant young player. You know, and, and you and know he, what? He's really good. He's having a really good season. And he got hit with an 87-mile-an-hour pitch on the first pitch of the game last night. And the umpire came out and warned both benches immediately... And uh, the Braves manager freaked the hell out. 
got tossed? He got tossed after one pitch. Because he's like, why are you warning us? Like, we haven't even taken the mound yet. Like, we haven't thrown at anybody yet. And this is our guy. That's who getting everybody hit. thinks is flashy and he hits too many home runs and pimps them. And you remember when he, like, let off, like, three consecutive games with a home run? Mm-hmm. And he got beamed? That was by the Marlins. Yep. So they're like, okay, so he's hunting. They're hunting after our guy. You know, he was held back and didn't charge the mound, but he, like, on his way down to first was saying all kinds of stuff to the umpire about how, like, you know, it was intentional, it was an intentional, you know, beaning or whatever. And the manager comes out and argues, gets gets thrown after one pitch because of this whole warning thing. Where, like, now, like, you're not allowed to defend yourself. I mean, a, a look, some, some guy's going to get hit in the head someday. It is. And a warning is not going to stop retaliation. No. You know? It's not. If you break and, somebody's helmet with a fastball. And you can. They are not these going They are throwing, not going to listen to the umpire these guys are throwing, when they go back out the next half inning to throw at you. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's baseball's way of being baseball is you're going to throw at our guy. You're going to throw at our stud guy. We're going to throw at your stud guy. But the headhunting you know, is not part the, of it. The headhunting is not part of it. It's not. Um, you know what? Hit him square in the numbers. Yeah, that's and, and that's exactly what uh, happened to Acuna. Yeah. And like they, all the announcers, and even even like Don Mattingly, you know, it's like there's no intent. There's no reason to like. Well, Don Mattingly's the head coach. At, right. Or the manager now. I mean, there is, there's definitely a reason to hit a guy in the numbers at 87 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, who who goes out to a baseball game in the majors and, like, warms up and is like, I can't wait to throw an 87-mile-an-hour pitch on my first pitch. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're all amped up. Like, you're going you're gonna to at least hit 90, I would hope. <laughs> Not mid-90s. Well, exactly. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, maybe you, you led with a curveball, okay? Yeah. And, it, it, like, your curve tops out at, like, 88. You know? Maybe no, it was maybe is, is it was Acuna, just a, Acuna, maybe it was a curveball that didn't curve. Is it yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is it Kuna right handed or left handed? Um, uh he was lined up in the right handed batter's box. Okay, so if you have a right handed pitcher throwing at to Acuna mm. and he throws a hanging curveball and it just didn't break. Yeah. It wasn't you like know. that. <laughs> it was it wasn't like that. It was a lefty, I you think. Know. Okay. Oh, well then that I'm I'm, I'm I'm like envision I've seen the replay several times, but it's been like twenty four yeah. hours. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try to envision it. it looked like a lefty. Um looked like it was straight at him. Yeah. I don't know. Both sides were warned and like nothing the only bad thing that happened was that the Braves like lost their manager and they still won the game. Yeah. Braves are kinda uh in there right now. I hate um, to say they're growing on me. You've been doing a lot of their games, though. Exactly. Um, I have, uh, being a server and bartender in the city, I have dealt with a lot of Nationals fans this week. Um, and I dealt with a lot of Cubs fans earlier in the weekend. Now, do the Nationals fans wear their, like, federal employee IDs when they travel on the road? <laughs> or is that just in at the home games? That's just the home games. Okay. Um, they, were, they were wearing uh, 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 suits with Nationals um, polos. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no. Casual Friday, I guess. Yeah, right? Casual Friday. Yeah, they, they wore their suits with a National polo. Um, Short sleeves, really? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, they uh, Now, they were in town, and I'm like, look, uh, they're like, yeah, like we're going to the Nats game. I'm like, you know, I was like, you guys are Nats fans. Like, yeah. I'm like, you know the Pirates going to lose, right? They're like, well, that's what we're hoping for, because 
You know, are you ready to see like a spectacular loss? <laughs> they're like, they're like, well, you know, we need them. To, we How need, does a thirteen-zero blow? They're actually sitting there like, we actually need the Pirates to win. I'm like, wait, you need the Pirates to win? They're like, well, yeah, 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 we need the Pirates to beat the Nats, but yet we need this team to lose uh, for for playoff numbers. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like. How's that work out? Because the Phillies, or so forth, are like right there, but they need like the the Nats to lose, the Phillies to win, and somebody else, and the Braves to lose. Yeah, the Braves. You know, the Braves are looking over know, their shoulders at the Nats. Yeah, and talking about how oh well they're they're not going to lose tonight because they're beating the Pirates seven yeah. nothing after two innings or whatever. Yeah, and so so the the Pirates took one out of. Th- one out of three, and then they got a Nats game tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow evening, and then um, we'll see how that's gonna go. And I asked like some of the Nats fans, like, "How do you feel about losing Bryce Harper?" And went on, they're like, mm. "Eh, they're like, we're not that worried." They're like, "He was a douche." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, you know, the you guys still offer him three hundred million. He was a douche who they were like, <laughs> like gnashing their teeth when he left them. Right. They're like, oh! He he was a douche who they offered $300 million. And he said no. And he said no. I mean... He would have had I, more money in shorter time with the $300 million the Nats offered him than going to Philly for the 330 and the time that he has in Philly. Just haters, man. They're, you know... I they, mean, they would... they would If they could turn back time, to borrow a phrase... Um, you know, they would take back those words that hurt him, and he would stay. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I The don't Nats know. are just, I mean, they're actually, like, better than the Phillies right now. They are. What so if they about, had Bryce Harper still? Right. They'd and, like, be, Bryce, I know Bryce Harper is starting to put it together, like, the past month or so. Right, but also, but Kutch is out for the year. So, yeah. So, Kutch was... Going to be the Philly center fielder through training camp, and then they sign Harper, and mm-hmm. then they ask Kutch, and that's when Kutch came out and they says, "How do you feel about moving to right field with them signing Bryce Harper?" He goes, "Hey, we got a hell of a player, hell of a hitter." He goes, mm-hmm. "I'm moving to right field, whatever." He goes, "I'm here to play baseball." Like, how do you feel? He goes, "Dude, they're paying me fifty one million for three years. I'm cool, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the on- most honest man in baseball right there." Yeah, um, very true. Um, you know, now Kutch is out, unfortunately, this year. Um, so, uh, what was what, what was your highlight uh, in baseball this past week since we recorded? For me, honestly, like... Matt's thinking. Probably that nonsense with the Braves and the Marlins. My highlight has been the Little League World Series. I have not watched any of it. Which is, okay, cool. You haven't had time. It's in the afternoon. You sleep. I get it. No, I thought uh, that. Like, I just, I'm not into it. They changed the format. They did change the format. Uh, it's it's they harder didn't change to follow. It, they didn't change it too hard, but it's it's close to the... The replay just rubs me the wrong way. Like, it's Little League, man. Right. But, hey, but they're only adding one replay in a game. So, it's not like every play is replayable. Um... Now, Little League World Series to me is one of the greatest baseball tournaments you can watch. Uh, it's it's a true game. It's true ball. It's these kids get emotional uh, and whatnot. 
They're 12 years As we're old. looking at a montage of, like, Kirk Gibson runs, right? in the Dodgers World yeah. Series game and, like, freaking Carlton Fisk, like, waving the ball fair. And Joey Bats. you're sitting here telling else. me how, like, Little League is, right. like, the pinnacle of baseball. Yeah, well, like, come on, dude. Okay, I'm, I'm telling you that Little League, these guys are... These kids, these kids, they're 12 years old. They're, they're, they're playing on national TV. They're playing in a tournament. This may be their only time. So, a lot of these kids are never going to go ahead and play ball into the major league level. They're not going to play ball into the college level. Um, this is their time. This is, it, it's great baseball. It's probably the most purest of the game you're going to watch uh, that there is. That's That being said... Um, how about the Pirates and the Cubs playing the game in Williamsport in the Minor League Stadium, which is five miles from, uh, you know, uh, Volunteer Field? Uh, I heard they got their asses kicked. The Pirates did get beat up pretty bad. But, you know, the Pirates and the Cubs, they wore jerseys. Their, their uniforms at night had cubbies on the front. And on the front, it, on the Pirates jersey said the Berg. And on the back of their jerseys... It said their... the Berg and not it Buckos. Did. It said the Berg. It said Buckos. No, it said the Berg. They're the Buckos. Right, right. No one calls them the Berg. Well, they were going... And this is where these guys got to wear their nicknames on the back of their jerseys. Okay. So you had uh, Big Joe had Moose on the back of his jersey. Okay. You know, stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, Joe Madden had Broadway Joe on the back of his jersey, which... They says, how do you, you get Broadway Joe? He goes, well, he goes, I've always been a fan of Joe Namath. And that's how he put Broadway Joe on the back right. of the, You know, whatever. So these guys are wearing their nicknames on the back of their jerseys. They, the, the guys, the, the, the professional teams uh, flew in. They, 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 they did a, a 1 o'clock game in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think that was designed because there was a Steelers preseason game at 7 o'clock that night. Uh, also, they had to get out of town to go up to Williamsport. Uh, they all got into town the next morning, and the professional players are walking around with the players and the teams and the families and so forth, hanging out. Um, you know, there's a lot of the uh, Central America, Latin, Latin America uh, kids playing. Um, so there was that going on. That, that that is the the part that I really do appreciate about the Little League World Series is the the chance these kids get to like interact with with. The pro people teams. from other no with people from other cultures. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. people from where, other cultures exactly. And now, like, you know, I I saw maybe it was like last year, or the year before, where it's like, you know, all these kids have cell phones now. Yeah, it's like you're eight years old, you get a cell phone. Or, or, well, but 12. they're they're sitting there oh, yeah. and they're they're like Google translating with like people from like Japan. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't they don't have a language in common, but the you know the technology that Is we there. take for granted these days you know, enables them to do that. And, like, what, yeah. what a great experience that is for them. I mean, that's more useful in life than, like, having met Chris Archer. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, if you, you grow up and you speak one language and you, like, I met Chris Archer, like, you're not going to be able to, like, tell anybody from China about that awesome experience right. so if like, you don't so also like have you, intercultural so like competency. These kids are 12 years old and they have their iPhone with them. And they say, hey, so-and-so... Um, and they say, very nice to meet you, awesome game last night, and then they hit translate to Spanish, and then, hey, so-and-so translates it to that next person, and then, 
you know, it, it works out that way. Um, mm. And it works. Uh, again, there's the teams from, you know, uh, Curacao and, um, you know, Japan, Chinese Taipei, and so forth. The Little League World Series is probably one of the greatest baseball events there is. And I don't care how old you get or how old the kids are, you know, it's a great series to watch. And I've got to go a few times. It's an awesome, awesome weekend. And I will go again. I'm sure I will. And it's all free. That's the best part. It's all free. So, uh, you just got to pay for a hotel room and what you eat and drink up there. Uh, we're watching matches. is like, oh my it's God, that's play. sick. Uh, the top play is this goal in soccer. Uh, who's at LAFC and San Jose. So, uh, yeah, check that out. That's that's pretty good. Uh, the num- the number two top play was uh, not as good as that. No. Well, so there was a big gap. That was a truly spectacular goal. Yeah, it's pretty tight. I was watching uh, uh, today actually on my way to work mm-hmm. on video. I was watching the uh, uh, top ten soccer goals uh, this week mm-hmm. and uh, the Riverhounds unfortunately were on the receiving end of two of them oh. uh, really <laughs> yeah um, like just in the USL or like overall of soccer overall of soccer really uh, the Riverhounds were on the receiving end of That's two of them too damn bad um, I mean like, like I got, love a good goal but like there was a lot of soccer played this right? weekend there was uh, there was like three perfect bicycle kicks <laughs> there was like a perfect rainbow uh, there was uh, a, a, a handful of headers yeah. and so forth. Um, I think the perfect rainbow was the one that won, and that was in a um, Central American League game. Okay. That, you know, and when you see a perfect rainbow, you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, bicycle kicks, you see what? Once a week, yeah. From you watch, you yeah, know. no, a good bicycle kick goal, like might you might get like two or three a year. Okay, it's not that easy. I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> you end up landing on your neck. Yeah, I tried a bicycle <laughs> kick. No, like I was playing a. So there's a drill that, right. that you can do where it's like uh, you got to keep the ball up. You're you're not allowed to score from like the grass. You know. So, you get in front of the goal, you know, you, you get the ball up in the air, you try to set up your friends for a header, or a bicycle, or, you know, something. Um, but yeah, I, I attempted one bicycle kick, I landed on my neck, and I couldn't turn my head to the left for like a week. So, you know, be careful out there. Definitely, bicycle kicks are one of those ones And that... this wasn't part of a practice, this was just like a bunch of... You know, guys from the team, you know, playing around before practice. Yeah, um, but there was a uh, it was a highlight, and this this guy had a, a rainbow, and I was like, "Huh, wow!" And that was the first like rainbow I seen since like Kai Hoskovy. Yeah, when he played for was it the Cleveland Crunch or the Force? One of the two. What do you mean by rainbow? Like so from like half court. No, no. So the rainbow is where you're you're going down, and you stop, and you kick. You, you have the ball between your feet, and you 
kick it backwards oh. up over your head. Okay. And you kick it back up over over top of your head from behind your back and then it comes down and then you and you kinda like lean that one way and then kick it on a okay. side foot. Alright, because um, when I used to play hacky sack in college, like the rainbow was like when you kick it from like the outside of your foot. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and then like arc it up. But I don't know. Hacky sack's not soccer. No, it's not. It's 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 pretty uh interesting to watch. And yeah. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, there's if you wanna just like kill some time in your life, just like Google like soccer goal highlights. Oh yeah. You no, can I... spend hours. Okay, so <laughs> Lionel Messi, like, find his YouTubes, and then also, like, you can get down into, like, the just top general goals, but I, I think Messi has had some of the most spectacular goals. Right. So start with him, because he's a, he's a modern player, but it's also really interesting to look at the older stuff, because, you know, like, growing up in the United States... We've all seen, you know, the called shot. Like, we, we've seen, you know, the shot heard around the world. We've seen all these great baseball highlights that go back to, like, when they first started pointing a camera at baseball games. Right. Um, I've only really started watching soccer since, like, the 90s. You know, like, there's not this, like, I've great... I've only started not, watching soccer in the last there's not two this years. Great, but there's not this great wealth of, like, old soccer highlights. That, that we see on, like, American television. But you can go on YouTube and, and, watch it. and find it. And it's, like, it's fascinating how different it was back then. Like, the grass was all torn up. The fact that they could even dribble the ball. And watching, like, Pele. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do, do Pele. Yeah, uh, George Best mm-hmm. is is a great one. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there. But, like, yeah, like, the, YouTube is... Soccer goals on YouTube is one of my favorite things to do. I've I've, I've wasted hours in the bathroom watching yeah. soccer, watching soccer goals. Trust me, yeah, it's it, 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 it's 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 that interesting. Um, speaking of goals and kicking a ball, we got the Steelers to talk about that have a lot of high goals set for themselves, which every NFL team does as the Super Bowl. Um, but they have a kicker that is doing well. In the preseason, he's been our kicker. He's signed. He's paid a lot of money to kick a football. Um, do you think Chris Boswell will be our kicker at the end of the year? Or do you think they'll bring somebody else in? Do you think his little hang-ups have been fixed? Or whatever else. I know it's a new season and so forth. But he's already missed one uh, field goal in preseason. Um, the guy that's behind him. Um, really hasn't had a shot. Really, they've been alternating kickers, but I mean that's concerning to me. It is. Um, you you don't get a lot of practice reps in front of seventy thousand screaming fans. You don't. So you know, there's no margin for error when you do. Um, I guess if he's got to miss a field goal in a preseason game, that's that's preferable, right? Um. But it, it can't be helping his confidence. I I don't think that 
you know, the Steelers are... I mean, they're obviously not trying to do what the Bears are doing right now, where they've got, like, nine guys in camp trying out for the kicking job. I didn't know the Bears had nine guys in camp. Yeah. I brought that up earlier. Oh, yeah. So, So, like, I mean, maybe someone crashes out of that program, and, I mean, what, what, what can they really do, though? You know, like, put somebody on the practice squad... You're not going to put a kicker in a practice no. squad. No. But you're... you you got to, like, decide that you're going to, like, give up on Boswell after, like, what, like, three, four weeks? And then just well, find somebody see, off the street. Well, you got to see what he's going to do in the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Put it this way. Like, I forget who I was listening to on 93.7 to fan that said, look, uh, the Steelers play the Patriots in week one. If y'all didn't know that fucking shit, you're dumb. But the Steelers play the Patriots week one in New England. It comes down... Boswell kicking a 45-yard field goal to win by one. Trust him? I mean, I don't. Now, keep in mind, the Patriots have the most accurate kicker in the NFL for the last five years. It It feels like they've had the best kicker for the last 15 years. Um, But he is... Between... uh, It's Goskowski and and, uh, Vinatieri before Vinatieri, yeah, right? So... Goskowski has been my kicker in fantasy football for the last four years. Yeah. And I usually get him around like, uh, when I pick him around like, round like nine, people are like, man, why are you taking a kicker why, in round why nine? Why are you taking a kicker uh, in round nine? I'm like, because he's good for about 12 to 22 points a game. <laughs> Depending on how the Patriots fare that week. Yeah. And if they have more field goals or more touchdowns. But, but it's so, it's so dependent on how the yeah, offense works. Exactly. Um, that's fantasy football. I mean, you could be the best kicker in the world, but yeah. you're not a good fantasy kicker if, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if your offense doesn't get you in the red zone. Exactly. And that's, that's you know, but Goskowski's pretty much been the best kicker in the league the last five years. Um, So, uh, when he comes down to New England, Steelers, week one in New England, Steelers are down by two. Three seconds left, and you got Boswell at the forty-five yard line, or the forty-yard line. Call it that. What do you? What do you? What do you? Do you predict a win? Do you? Do you uh, predict a loss? I mean, there's no overtime at that point. It's either make it or not. Who do? You, I mean, well, you have to trust the kicker on your roster at mm-hmm. that point. And the Steelers' kicker in Week One is going to be Chris Boswell. It is. It's going to be. That's clear at this right. point. So if he misses, what? How, it, I mean, unless something happens and he gets so, injured in camp. Or so in so the how long? Game. So how long do you do you give Boswell missing a couple kicks before you bring in kickers to try out for the team? And I, it's, to, I, it's an extremely short leash. I mean, he he gets like two misses. Two? You're giving him two? To start the season, if he... Uh, are you giving... Are those are those long field goals? Or here's better, the 29-yard extra point. If he misses an extra point, he's on, like, double-secret probation. <laughs> double-secret probation. And... I, like I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it seems like kicking is bad just across the league. It has with, been recently. With, in a, with, like, a handful of exceptions... Your boy Goskowski being one of them. Um, There just aren't. It seems like there aren't as many like automatic kickers as there used to be. 
And part of that is moving the extra point line back. Right. But guys are missing field goals, too. Mm. And field goals have always been, you know, further out. That's the whole point. You know, you, you need you need to get three points. Your, your drive is stalling. You're not making it past the 30. You know, what can we do? What can we do? You got to kick. Yeah, you're kicking a 43-yard field goal. The Steelers didn't. The Steelers didn't lose games that kept them out of the playoffs last year because of missed extra points. They did. No, they actually. lost because of missed field goals. Missed field goals are the bigger problem than the missed extra points. Right. They, Everybody's they, gonna miss extra points with the new rules. I mean, it's it's still easier than like the hardest field goal, but the pressure on like a game-winning field goal, like you said, right? Like that's what makes the difference. If a guy is too shaky to like make an extra point, then I don't trust him to like do the field goals. You know, like I, I'll forgive you if you miss a field if you miss an extra point, you cost us a point. But then you can come back and make up for it by kicking a field goal. Guess what? You're plus two. Well, and that's also why Tomlin has been the most coach. Or sorry, most coach. I don't. I, I'm, my wording's wrong. He's very coach. He's pretty damn coach. But 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 he's been the coach that has gone for two the most. Yeah. For the for the two point conversion, since the two point conversion has been brought back into the NFL, and that's not just because he doesn't have faith in his kicker. It's not because he doesn't have faith it's in his kicker. Because he had faith in his in his his, in his quarterback and his wideout and his running back and so forth. Well, he which doesn't have Bell. He doesn't have Bell. He doesn't have A B. But we got some good tight ends. Yeah. Um, so there are, like you said, there there are ways around a bad kicker when you're going for the, the extra point conversion. You can you can go for two. You you can play that game. Um, it didn't bite them too bad when when they were doing that. But it's the field goals where you just you don't have, and it, and it comes into game management too because like when when you're gonna okay so it's like fourth and two. And it's not the last possession of the game, but, like, you know, you're down two scores. And it's like, do we kick here or do we go for it? You know, because, like, this this is going to be a 47-yarder. Do I trust my kicker to make it so we can, you know, kick off, get a stop, and then go for the touchdown? Or do we need to go for two here so we can prolong the drive, maybe get closer and kick a closer field goal, or ideally go all the way into the end zone? And then, you know, again, bring it down to, like, a possible last-minute field goal. Having a bad field goal kicker affects the game management in ways that, like, the extra points well, and, aren't even aren't and, even on the table because and, the clock isn't running when you kick an extra but, point. But Tomlin's also a bad game manager. Exactly. So I think having a bad kicker is just going to exacerbate the game management issue. I mean, what do you think about all that? Uh, you know what? I, I'm, I'm thinking here that Tomlin needs to learn clock management, he needs to learn game management, and he needs to figure out what's going to go on with this upcoming season. Uh, he's not going to have Lev Bell. He's not going to have AB. He's going to have to rely more on the tight ends. Uh, the tight ends are going to be a big play in this season. Uh, Xavier Grimble is going to be sought after uh, you, you look at um, guys like Juju he's he's the number one guy now he's going to be double covered but that opens up Hunter you know and and so forth uh, 
James Conner, James Conner is going to go ahead and get get the ball. He's going to touch the ball what thirty five times a game. So with Conner touching the ball thirty five times a game, is Conner going to be ahead to be able to come out of the back and catch a pass on the right side or on the left side? Uh, that's a big gamble there too with your running back with Conner. I mean, he did a hell of a job last year um, filling that void. And he was just short of a thousand yards rushing. I think he was over a thousand yards with receiving and rushing total. But the tight end position this year in Pittsburgh is is really a, a big position. It's going to be huge because, like every year, Ben gets older. Yeah, he gets a little less mobile. Um, I wish it was still two thousand five when <laughs> he could like scramble sideline to sideline. And still hit Heinz Ward forty five yards down the field, right? But it's not, you know. So like when he when he gets in trouble, like if he's able to, you know, get outside of the collapsing pocket, like he's going to need to get rid of the ball. He's just it's he's not a scrambling man like he used to. Not anymore. Not not, so yeah. Like if you don't have running backs who can do that work, then yeah, you you need to rely on slot receivers. Well, and tight you ends. got what Jalen Sanders back there as well, and then yeah. the kid they draft out. Benny Toledo. Snell looks good, Benny but Snell. he's more of a runner. I mean, like yeah, you know, like this. He's a guy who you know he likes to get the ball and run. Um, he I don't I don't know what kind of offense they were running at Kentucky, but I I don't think it was like a pro style offense. So he's he's gonna have to figure out where he fits in. In in terms of like being like a running back, maybe just being the third down guy. Well, this week comes up to be the third preseason game of the year. Sunday night, man. In Tennessee. You ready? Are you ready for Sunday night? Sunday night football. You ready for some Carrie Underwood? Um uh I'm always ready for Carrie Underwood. Who's not? Um but in Tennessee, um Titans, Steelers, third preseason game of the year. This is where we'll see the uh, first team offense, the first team defense for probably the first half, mm-hmm. and then they'll go after. And then because Ben hasn't played yet, this is his game. The third game is always the most important game of the year in the preseason mm-hmm. uh, for the first teams. So we'll go from there, and then we'll make our assessments, and we'll come back and talk to you all later. In the meantime, here's another assessment for you. How about the fucking Dallas Cowboys? Uh, basically, Jerry Jones has gotten uh, ridiculed by not only Zeke, Zeke's agent, uh, and a few other people <laughs> around the sports writing league uh, about his comments like uh, after the first game. And he's like, well, what about Zeke? Is Zeke who? Zeke's not in camp. Zeke's on the beach in Cabo San Lucas. Chilling. I'm sure he's working out. I'm sure he's doing his shit. But he's not in Dallas camp. He has two years left on his deal. This year and next year. It's his rookie deal. Sorry. You signed a contract. Fucking play. Uh, he wants more money because he outperformed his contract. I get it. We get it. But I also understand where he's coming from. It's like, hey, I perform my deal. Let's restructure. Da da da. Whatever. But then the Cowboys go ahead and sign Jalen Smith. Get sixty-five million dollars. Uh, linebacker, five-year deal, uh, thirty-five point five guaranteed. Third highest-paid guaranteed for a linebacker in the league. 
Now, the Cowboys also have Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, who are on their last year of their deals. Who are getting paid handsomely? Uh, Zeke's a little pissed. Amari Cooper's pissed. Dak's pissed, actually. Mm. Because, you know what? They they want to restructure, and they, they're like, hey, we want to restructure. We want a deal. We want to be locked up. Give us the money. Boom, boom, boom. Jerry Jones is like, go fuck yourself. And that's how Jerry Jones runs the Cowboys. Well, uh, and that's why they haven't won a Super Bowl in like 30 years. Uh, it, it's unfortunate. It's not unfortunate. It's not unfortunate, but it's unfortunate for those guys. Because, I guess so. You know, Sorry, Shiloh. At least you got to see the Rackham Tours. Uh, Shiloh's been to the stadium before any of us have. Yeah. I mean, so... Uh, hey, I'm just saying. Like, I'm not. I'm not here to cry about the Cowboys. Um, we've been through a running back holdout ourselves. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't spell yeah. the end of their season. No, they almost even made the playoffs without without Le'Veon Bell. Right. Um, now the the um, the Cowboys are in a very similar situation to where the Steelers were at this time last year. You know, you've got you've got a quarterback and a receiver, but no running back. Right. And you're. You're, well, the Steelers were actually they had a leg up because at least they had James Conner, right? And who got and, and who had uh, eight hundred plus yards from back position, and then another couple hundred as a receiving back. Yeah, so, and, he, and he proved himself as a rookie. So like he did. You know they they felt like they had an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 Bell sits out, we can still rely on Roethlisberger. And Antonio Brown. Yep. And James Conner will fit in nicely. You know, and they went and got Jalen Samuels. They okay. did. Okay. Um, Cowboys are trying to do the same thing. And is it going to work out for them? Or is it I not? I don't think so. I don't give a shit. I honestly don't care. I don't think it's going to work for them. And honestly, you know, I don't give a shit. But, you know, as a fantasy team Fan- okay, so person. Yeah, put it in yeah. fantasy terms. It gets yeah. like I can't like, draft Ezekiel Elliott yeah. in the first round. No. I wasn't gonna anyway. I wasn't gonna um, anyway. He'll probably be gone before I get to him. Yeah, but, I mean, he could be someone else's problem. Yeah, exactly. I don't want. I don't need that drama. I have enough decisions to make every week. Just so, based uh, on, like, do you remember matchups. a guy by the name of uh, Octavio Dotel? Yeah, you do. I do. Pitcher, pitcher, Pirates. He was a closer for a while. Uh, Dominican Republic authorities arrest Octavio Dotel. And Chris, uh, or sorry, Louis Castillo, for alleged drug trafficking and money laundering. Well, I mean, if you're gonna sell drugs, you gotta launder the money. Exactly. Uh, it just sucks that you know some of these guys, after their time in the league, get involved with some shit. Um, you know, it happens. Well, so what what happens to you in the Dominican? Uh, if you're American, you get killed. If you're Dominican, they, they kill you pat- for drug trafficking. Uh, yeah, really? Yeah, they have the death penalty. Yeah, there's a lot of Americans that have gone on vacation and not come back. But that's like but- no, they had bad booze. Like I'm saying, like <laughs> what are the criminal penalties for drug trafficking in the Dominican? I don't know. I don't want to find out. Is it worse than what they are here? I don't know, and I don't want to find out. I'm. I mean, I'm curious. I'm not saying like they're gonna get a slap hey, hey, on the you wrist. Know what, you but... know what? When when you go pick your young lady up and you go home, research that so. Oh, you know what? I will. <laughs> if, with any luck, with any luck, like she'll still be hanging with her lawyer friends. Yeah. By the way, and I, Ma- and I can just straight up ask them. Right. By the way, Mike Trout uh, hit 42 home runs uh, 
and uh, set single season career high ties Cody Bellinger for the ML lead five shy of the Angels record 47. Um, let's see, let's see what's going on here with this. Uh, uh, hmm. Uh, Baker Mayfield um, says criticism of Giants quarterback Daniel Jones and GQ article is not what he said. Mm. Here nor there. Um, AP All-American team already announced uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence selected first. Uh, Tua Tabula uh, second and Clemson and Alabama each with the uh, Three players on the first team. Uh, and I just clicked on that. I didn't want it. Um, hmm. There's a lot of... Uh, college football starts fucking... Coming right up. Is it this weekend or next... Pitt plays next weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got the Rib Fest, too. Oh, yeah. The Rib Fest is always awesome. Uh... How about, we'll go back to golf real quick. Tiger uh, wants the best team possible to play in the President's Cup uh, without a complete uh, buy-in from the eight automatic qualifiers. Uh, he's looking for a great team to play for in the President's Cup. I think he's a, um, uh, what, when you're a uh, President's Cup or Ryder Cup, you're not a coach, but you're a... The captains. Captains. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he's a captain. On that, uh, they released an all decade team uh, for the NHL, which Crosby got that. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you didn't notice, well, it's um, been a good ten years for the for the Penguins. <laughs> yeah, have you seen Gino on Instagram? No, what's up, Gino? He's he's been in Russia. He's been in Moscow the past couple of days. He's uh, oh Gino in Russia. Oh my god, he's do, he's been doing some fishing and he took his kid to the aquarium. And, uh, yeah, it looked pretty cool. It looked like a good time. I can't read Cyrillic, so I don't know what he was saying. But, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like to follow a lot of athletes on social media because, like, I feel like they, their brands are, you know, they're, they're promoted enough, honestly. And uh, they're not going to get any money out of me because I, I don't, like, buy a lot of crap that people endorse. Okay, but, like, I'm really glad I followed Evgeny Malkin on, on Instagram. Well, Malkin's pretty pretty cool to follow. It's like hockey and fishing, mostly. Those are two of my favorite things to look at. Right? Like, nothing looks cooler than, like, boats and fish. Boats and hose. Or, well, boats and hose, but, like, Gino's married. But back <laughs> time was when that was all part of the picture. So I, I love looking at people's fishing photos. And I just, I just love looking at hockey. Like, it's just, you know, the uniforms are cool. The logos well, are cool. Well, hockey's right around the corner. I know, They I start know, training man. camp here, and we're coming to the end of August. Mm-hmm. Those guys start training camp here the last... They'll, they'll hold their penguin party, mm-hmm. pre-training camp party, fundraiser, whatever, which they held last year where I used to work. And um, I don't know if they're holding it there again this year, but... Uh, it'll be the last week of August mm-hmm. that they hold that. So, awesome. and then they go into training camp. It's either the uh, right after Labor Day or right before Labor Day, one or two. Here or there. Uh, thank you, folks, very much for listening to us and uh, listening to Matt and I babble about a bunch of bullshit. But 
Uh, it's always awesome. We had notes, kind of. We all had things we thought about all week. Yeah, we had things we thought about all week in our heads and whatever else we went. Like it's like Mister Rogers always used to say, like you'll have things you want to talk about, right? (laughs) Like, and I will too, right? Okay, like there's no scripts, but yeah, like stuff's been pissing me off. Yeah, and soccer goals are good, and Antonio's helmet is hilarious, and the Pirates suck. (laughs) Nah, that they do. We're looking good for a Steelers season. Riverhounds keeping it going. Uh, hopefully, you can get their shit. Get back, back in the on year. the beam against Loudoun County. Yeah, against. Where's Loudoun at? It's in Northern Virginia, Steve. It's apparently a county. It's it's a county in Virginia. All right, with a bunch of people in it. It's outside DC, and they they commute. We know that Dulles Airport's there. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Put some perspective on it for you. Hmm. There's one road in and one road out. Yep. More or less. (laughs) All right, folks. Thank you very much. Have a great week. And we will talk to you next week with episode 94. 94. Take it easy. Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.